Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. I wish I had someone that could introduce me so that I don't have to say, me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. Um, but we're on the 16th episode, can you believe it? Uh, we're going well, we're going from strength to strength. Loads of great feedback for uh, last week's episode with Macer and the week before with Pat Dively. So if you haven't listened to them, go back and uh, listen to, to their episodes. They were brilliant. Today we have a very special guest, uh, very, very special to me um, because not only is he um, an inspiration in terms of jiu-jitsu, coaching, business, but he's also my jiu-jitsu coach. Um, so I was so happy to get him on. Finally, because so many of you have asked me, when are you going to do something on jiu-jitsu? When are you going to have Daryl O'Connell on? And I was delighted to say that today we, we did have Daryl in the studio. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. We got to speak about so much. He's obviously just come off the back of ADCC with Fionn Davis, his student, my teammate, um, who had this incredible, iconic moment beating um, Bia Mosquitos, um in the ADCC uh, semi-final. So great to get him on fresh off the plane to talk about that experience um to talk about his journey in jiu-jitsu life as a jiu-jitsu black belt and coach of one of the, the country's uh, most successful jiu-jitsu academies um and just about you know life and what's important to him and what he views as success and just to get a kind of insight into his brain um so it was really good to have him in you know a really decorated um jiu-jitsu player uh Nogi European champion is his most proudest title, but I mean, he's fought on EBI, Polaris, Cup Podio, ADCC. Um, so without further ado, uh, listen back to the 16th episode of The First Exchange with Dara O'Connell. Dara O'Connell! Lydia. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming in. I know you're busy. I am not. No, you are very busy. Well, you've got classes and stuff, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, But thank you very much for coming in. No problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. How are things? Everything's great. Like, let's talk like straight off the bat. Like, you're just home from ADCC. Like, yeah. Iconic moment. Hello. It was the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Honestly, it was absolutely unbelievable. Like, it was just the biggest like jiu-jitsu celebration ever i've never been to a jiu-jitsu tournament where there was that many people actually watching the event yeah. so like since 2010 i've been to probably every major jiu-jitsu tournament mm. the world championships everything that's like you know big polaris ebi all these different things and i've never ever seen a crowd like of that many people i think there's three three thousand three hundred tickets sold so the whole arena was just absolutely just packed full of people all people who like jiu-jitsu and yeah. know what's going on and are not getting bored or anything you know everyone's excited <laughs> yeah. for, for what's happening yeah. so yeah, i've yeah. never seen such a big crowd and i think it made the energy really really good for all the athletes because finally your life's work and you're actually fighting in mm-hmm. front of people who actually care and will cheer when you do something sick so yeah. like from the very start 
the whole thing was just nuts. There was just such a buzz about the whole thing. You yeah. know, the lineup was so good. And yeah, I mean, it was just, it was absolutely insane to be a part of it. It was so crazy. You Incredible. Know, I've watched that tournament since I started Jiu Jitsu. Mm. It was like one of the first things I ever watched on YouTube. And to be there and like be in it and like be beside the mat, I mean, it was just absolutely amazing dream come true so cool for anyone that doesn't know you were obviously over there coaching uh, your student Fionn Davis that's it who obviously like for anyone that knows anything about jiu-jitsu she just kind of like burst onto the scene you know like what, not even like maybe a year year and a half is when she really just kind of like amped up mm-hmm. and she was everywhere yep um so ex- explain it for, for our listeners that don't know about the situation she <sighs> Obviously, ADCC, it's a, a selective process. Yep. You know, it's every two years. Yep. It's like you're saying, it's one of these iconic tournaments that when you start jiu-jitsu, it's like the first thing that you kind of know about. Yep. Even to the casual jiu-jitsu fan, they know yep. ADCC. It's yep. a massive big deal. Yep. Cash prizes, like, you know, the best of the best are there. It's very competitive. Um, so obviously, you were there with Fionn. Yep. Um, and she's like absolutely killing it, dominating <laughs> it. And then she gets into the semi final yep. with uh, Beatrice Mesquita. Mesquita. Um, and please take the floor. Explain what happened next. Uh, so, th- well, you have to understand the, the dynamic before yes. this is uh, Fionn had already fought with Bia twice. So, uh, Bia Mesquita is, I think, five times, maybe mm. six. Uh, black belt world champion, which many people claim to be world champion in jiu-jitsu. There's so many different world yeah. championships and different age categories and all yeah. these different things. But BMS Kid is the real yeah. black belt world champion five or six times. ADCC champion. She's been training since she was a little kid. As long as I've been involved in jiu-jitsu, she's been yeah. one of the main girls. So anyway, that's, that's the dynamic of how impressive this yeah. uh, girl is. Fionn had also fought her at the previous ADCC. So this was two years ago in Finland. Um Fionn was still only a brown belt. She wasn't half as experienced as she was this time out. Yeah. Um, and she got submitted in the first round uh, by Bia. So things went on. Fionn fought her earlier this year in a gi competition in which she also lost. She didn't get submitted. She did better. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was actually much closer to, to beating her. She just made a few mistakes and she lost that one too, just on points. So she's lost to her twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and now is coming... the what happened basically two weeks ago, the ADCC 2019. So she got her in the second round. So not the first round like last time. She had a match before and then the next round, the semifinal was going to be Bia, which we knew was probably going to be the one of the hardest matches, at least mentally, because she had never beaten her before. All of the other girls in the division, Fionn had beaten already. So even though they're tough, you've beaten them. So, you know, it's it's definitely possible. So basically, anyway, long story short, uh, they fought each other in the second round. Um, we knew what to expect because we'd fought her twice and I've watched a lot of tape of her fighting and, you know, like all the, all the different uh, uh, background stuff to it like that. So we had a lot of time to think about it and a lot of time to think of how she was going to approach it. And she just did absolutely perfect. Basically, she like played it from the very start. Mm-hmm. Uh, she stayed calm in the positions where previously she had made mistakes. And as soon as she saw sh- her opportunity, she took it and jesus christ like i've never been so excited in my in my like, entire life i mean i said it to you last week like that that like 30 40 second clip that flow grappling had that all these yeah. major jiu-jitsu um media outlets had 
it was the most heart wrenching emotional watch. <laughs> for like, never mind if you know both of you guys. Like to see her react, like the the the, the uh, looking at the arm. She's looking at the ref. You know. She, then she gets to the top. The, just the yeah. expression in her face, falling to her knees, and then jumping into your arms. It like was, it's just the yeah. most yeah, insane yeah. moments, yeah. right? Yeah, you're gonna make me cry now. Yeah, and then, like <laughs> I seriously like it was just so, and it's something that will always be there. Yeah. It will never. You know, we will always have that. Yeah. And I think for you know even more than that there's such a, a message and such a lesson in that in terms of jiu-jitsu and the whole kind of process of jiu-jitsu and that keep going keep trying yeah. you know if you fail fail twice fail three times keep going until you succeed that's it. and that's what a lot of people took from that is that here's this girl who's coming up against you know the the best absolute of the best. best of the best and to finish her in that fashion was just yeah and Bia did not want to give up yeah I, not even a flinch out of I that girl I couldn't believe it I actually couldn't believe it I've watched it a bunch of more times her face is so like Sophia basically gets into an arm lock like hyper extends her arm mm. her, her arm like I don't understand how if it's not broken it has to be damaged in some way yeah. like I can't I, I can't believe if it's not yeah. but she was pulling on her arm pulling on her arm was like hyper extended to the point where like for sure something's wrong yeah Fionn like looks at the referee and I'm just like screaming losing my mind just like, just don't, just like ah! and she looks at the referee the referee doesn't do anything and Bia's just like she looks just pissed off she like yeah. she doesn't even yeah. look like she's not even like oh my arm she's like fuck I'm so I'm so mad yeah um, and then eventually she just keeps pulling keeps pulling and then eventually she starts to tap and just like yeah honestly like you know I've competed in a lot of things I've I've won some really cool uh, things in jiu-jitsu been fortunate enough to do that but yeah. this was better than anything that i ever experienced it was absolutely insane it was like i turned around when she said so she did it and then like i like i was saying the crowd was insane yeah so as soon as fion had her in the position the crowd are already like there's a crazy just energy started happening like oh my god is she gonna fucking get her like is yeah, she actually gonna yeah, get her yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it happened and fion looks at me and i'm just like ah! like and then we're both screaming and then i just turn around and there's a fucking like three thousand people just like ah and it was just like and any of the photographs like if you look at the crowd there's oh. people like celebrating to you there's people hugging each oh other my there's God, like, like the, even the, the camera crew that are down on the floor they're all yeah. just have big massive smiles Eddie like, Bravo do you know Eddie Bravo yeah Eddie, of course, Eddie Bravo on. when I was like walking off the mat was like man that was awesome and just like <laughs> high five me and I was like am I living in a like a dream like yeah. what is like this <laughs> what is, is just life? insane yeah, yeah, insane, yeah. Insane. no I didn't know that that's insane amazing like I mean and Eddie Bravo is kind of like <laughs> Come on, like Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, like in terms of combat sports, martial arts, like they're the kind of yeah. face in terms of like oh, media wise, yeah. you know what I mean? And people recognize them instantly. Oh, crazy. So to have like Eddie Bravo and, being like, and if what's I could, up? I have a good story about Eddie Bravo too, because Fionn fought an EBI, which is like yeah. his like jujitsu show or whatever. This was in 2017. Yeah. So before actually the ADCC, when she had fought Bia the first time, and I actually still have the DMs I was showing Fionn when we were at the actual tournament. I was trying to get her in. She was only purple belt at the time. Yeah. And Eddie Bravo was putting on the EBI and he had Bia in it. He had Talita in it, all the best black belt mm. girls at the time. And he was like, I was like, here, you got to get this girl Fionn in. She's amazing. She's going to beat them all. Blah, blah, blah. I know she's only purple belt, but like get her in there. And, yeah. and he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like we have lots of black belt world champions and everything. And, yeah. you know, like we'll keep her, we'll keep her in mind. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, you're going to see, like, she's going to beat them all yeah. eventually. You'll know, you'll know better eventually. Yeah. And there you go. So, Incredible. Yeah. Like, what an absolute... But he, he's name-dropped you quite a few times. And he name-dropped you yeah, on the Joe I, Rogan podcast I, as well. I fought, um, I fought one of his students. Yeah. His name is Richie Martinez. Miha actually fought him as well. Boogeyman, they call him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I fought him on EBI and I managed to submit him. So 
Eddie Bravo has a huge penchant for thinking his own students are way better than everyone else. So like, <laughs> I mean, like the guy's obviously good, but yeah. uh, I'm better. <laughs> I'm not, not, not I'm better. Just in the scheme of things, it's like he thinks that's way more impressive yeah, to have yeah. beaten his student than, yeah. like you know, some like I've won a bunch of tournaments that are way harder than like beating that guy. No yeah. offense, but uh, anyway, yeah. So well, listen before we we're talking about you there, but so let's continue doing that because you know not only like obviously this whole transition period for you, like obviously you've coached for many years, but as in taking a back seat in your own competition yeah. and kind of, you know, really sort of soaking into this role of being a coach and having these high level athletes, high level yeah. fighters. Talk to me about that time period because or, or the time period in the decision to kind of go, right, I'm going to take a step back from my own competition yeah. and, and focus on this. Because on paper, you would definitely be Ireland's most decorated jiu-jitsu black belt competitor, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on what you like, like how technically you want to be about that there's another guy called chris bow yes yeah absolutely yeah and yeah. chris bow actually probably has like more like impressive uh accomplishments in terms of like he medaled at the worlds when he was a brown belt i never managed to medal at the worlds um i medaled at the pan ams in the europeans which is pretty good that's all right yeah i didn't medal at the worlds he medaled at the worlds um so he probably like if you want to go achievement for achievement maybe he has yeah. maybe more but I also compete in the middleweight division, which is way uh, more competitive yep. um, division, so it's more, more tricky. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to be fast. To cl- uh, I never like trying to claim, oh, I have the most this or that, because somebody else yeah. eventually is going to come along and and uh, Fair do, do way yeah, better. So yeah. like, people can do way better than anything that I did. So I don't like to try to be like, oh yeah, like I'm the most accomplished. So why do you think that you've become this sort of like, and not only now as a coach, but when you were competing you were sort of like you represented Irish jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean why do you think that was because you became a kind of a face and I, like even from going to the Europeans with you as you know your student yeah, you know yeah, for yeah. Ireland no Dara is my coach yeah. um, but people would you'd walk through you know getting us ready for to fight and people were like oh god Dara O'Connell no <laughs> Ireland Irish jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah. Oh, you know I like, guess um, <laughs> I guess okay Chris definitely had good accomplishments but Chris is a full-time school teacher Yeah. so like he has a wife he has kids and stuff mm-hmm. so he has like a lot of other commitments whereas jiu-jitsu is the only thing that I did and have mm-hmm. done for the last whatever 10 years maybe yeah so I guess I was all in I was always going to every single tournament all the time weekend after weekend competing at every single thing and um, I got a lot of good opportunities to compete in lots of shows and different things that got good um, attention I suppose is what you would say so I guess I don't know I just I was more present a lot of the time than yeah. maybe Chris was and Chris had lots of other commitments so maybe just because of that and apart from us two at the time there's nobody else yeah. like so like the, yeah. for the whole country there's actually two guys and then I'm the one who's there all the time so maybe that was the only reason that it kind of yeah. started to spiral like that I suppose and everyone loves Irish people American yeah. people love Irish people and ginger beard as well well yeah, exactly. yeah couldn't look more Irish, Irish so, yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah no it works out it works it works out well but um in terms of what you were saying before like oh the transition between competing and coaching yeah. it, it was always something like na- i guess of of late it's been something much more natural it was something early on i always uh, had a lot of difficulty with i always was like yeah. should i you know because i'd compete in all these tournaments and everything and i was like i need to be doing better you know like should i just move to america and train or should i go to mm-hmm. brazil and train because i've gone many many times to those places for, yeah. for training camps and stuff and i was like damn do i need to just be out here all the time but 
since the very, very start, I always felt too much of a connection with the students to mm -hmm. just bail and, and leave them. Because even from the very start, like very, very quickly into coaching, uh, I was very fortunate to have uh, students like Sam and Marcus yeah. who were really, really committed very, very early on. Mm. And their small victories, even as white belts or blue belts, made me feel so good. And mm. I could tell they were so into it and they liked it so much that any time I ever thought of, oh, should I just coach or, sh in, or should I just compete and l leave everything? Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't step away from it. I can't, like, I'm too, yeah, not to like, uh, I don't know, not to... I don't know what the word is, not to blow my own horn too much, but I, I felt like I was some sort of uh, role model for them or something, you know, like, like, oh, I don't want to just, I just don't want to leave them. Maybe they'll stop training and they won't do anything. Yeah. And yeah. So you anyway, responsibility I, to them. there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I always felt like that. So it was always difficult for me, but I could never like the guilt of that or it yeah. could never, could never leave me. So it was always difficult and blah, blah, blah. But then more recently, I mean, I've been competing for 10 or 10 or 12 years at this point pretty much all the time yeah. like literally weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend and only of late i haven't really felt the same like type of fire i suppose is what mm -hmm. you would say for it that like determination or that that drive to like really want to win you know yeah. and when you lose you're fucking crying and when you win you're fucking screaming yeah yeah i fought all the biggest majors this year in jiu-jitsu and i didn't give a fuck like i literally like I would fight and I did, I actually probably did better in some of them yeah. than I'd ever done before. I, I got to the semifinals of the world pro it was a better result than I ever did. And I couldn't have cared less. Like mm -hmm. I literally going into the semifinals, I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be kind of annoying. The chap's probably going to try real hard to be, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like literally didn't, literally didn't care. So this year it's been easier than ever. Cause yeah. I did, I did a bunch of those tournaments and it doesn't feel nice to not feel nervous. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel nice to not feel like excited when you win. Yeah. So this year, as soon as I did a few, I, I was trying to feel it out and I kept competing just to feel it out and see, oh, would it go away or would it come back? And it didn't. So, or it didn't go away, that non, non plus type feeling. Yeah. So once I did maybe March or April, we went to the World Pro. I was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to compete until I feel like I want to compete again. And I haven't, I mean, it's only been, it's been such a short amount of time. It's like four <laughs> yeah. or five months. I'm like, I don't miss it. Yeah. I don't miss it, I swear. But, um, but I think in terms of how but, active you were, that yeah, kind yeah, of is yeah. a long time. And you also, know? I still get, that's the thing people say, oh, like, do you mind coaching instead of competing? I get the exact same feeling from coaching and being there. Like, yeah. I probably actually, it's nicer for me because I'm more nervous than I am for myself. Like when I, when I fought at all those tournaments this year, Pan Ams, Europeans, World Pro, all these big things, Polaris. And I literally didn't care. I was like, it was like, oh, this is like, if anything, this is kind of annoying that I have to do it or it's just like yeah. boring or like not, not that exciting. But then when I'm there with Fionn, I'm like, just sitting there sweating, Jenny. Like yeah. literally, I'm not even doing anything. I'm sweating. I have no control over the situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm like, what's the perfect thing to say? Should I say something right now? Is it a good time to say something? Should I say something positive? Should I say something? Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Like it's so hard to. Which is why it's so interesting because you know, like in those moments, are you thinking to yourself? what would I want to hear in yeah, this? Because yeah. you didn't have that. I know, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you're kind of going off a blank chalkboard here. Like, because yeah, yeah. you, when you were competing and you were going through the ranks, you know, you don't have that coach that we have that we get to like go yeah. to you and go, oh, sorry, Dara, like I'm having a problem with this or, you know, so how do you get the, the right balance of that? Well, I think first of all, that's why I like it so much is because I try, I try so much to give exactly like what I, what you said, like what I didn't have, the support yeah. or the opportunities or all the different things that a coach gives you. Uh, and that's why I like it a lot. But 
I don't know. Yeah, everybody's so different. You know, every single athlete that you work with is completely different. Their personality, yeah. what gets them excited, what gets them nervous, what makes them feel good, what makes them feel bad. You know, everyone's so different. Um, so I guess the more you work with someone, the more you get used to it. And yeah. just this year, in the space of, what, nine or ten months, me and Fionn have been at every single tournament, like from the Nogi Worlds last December, Europeans, Pan Ams, Grand Slams, uh, World Pros, IBJJF Worlds, two Polarises, like we've done the same like routine yeah. so many times. So in, in terms of her, I don't know, I, I feel like we both know how to make each other comfortable and how yeah. to, I, I know what makes her feel good or, you know, like what, what, what'll get her in the right mood for, for fighting and what'll make her nervous or trip her out and, you know, these yeah. types of things. So, but I'm always just thinking like, what's the, per like trying to make it as perfect as possible is like, like, well, and sometimes it's really hard to, you want to say something very epic or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and you feel self-conscious about it or yeah, you're like, well, yeah. like, should, should I say, or is it even the right thing to say? Mm. Or is that just like what you said? Is that just what I would want to hear? Yeah. So you kind of have to try to tap into the person and their personality mixed with, you know, like the truth too. You know, you can't just yeah. like, you can't just, you do have to tell people the, the very much the truth, especially in very important situations, I think. But yeah, it's really, really hard and it's really stimulating and it makes me so nervous because I'm yeah. like, if I'm going to say something here, is this going to change the way that it happens? You know, if yeah. I do or don't say something right now, is that good or is that bad? Yeah. It's like, if I don't say... Okay, let's say I feel like the person is nervous or they they they're about to like stop believing in themselves right before they're about to fight. If I just ignore it, what'll happen? Or if yeah. I say, "Hey, look, I you need to fucking you need to believe in yourself right now." You know, I know yeah. it's right before the biggest moment right <laughs> now, but like you can do it. You can absolutely do it. You yeah. can 100% do it. It's like if I do or don't say that, does it matter? Does it not matter? Who knows? But yeah, yeah, I'm always thinking about it. It's, it's actually even just hearing you talk about it is kind of terrifying because, like, it's again, it's a responsibility thing. Yeah, You're like, yeah, yeah. or say the wrong thing, and then after they fight, they lose. They're like, it was you said this to me, and you just totally took me off track, <laughs> you know. But obviously, you're, you're it's, it's working for you at the moment. But what I wanted to talk to you as well was that, like, obviously, we're we're kind of like looking at this new role that you've you've kind of just very easily gotten into with the coaching mm -hmm. but you're talking about obviously the relationship then between student and coach and it's very like not only to be a student of a coach but to obviously be in my work and to be around students coaches fighters oh, coaches yeah, yeah. like all the time you see the different <laughs> dynamics, dynamics yeah. and relationships and like what you're saying like different people different dynamics different strategies what is it like for you to have like a couple hundred people who, you know, pretty much like look at you as like dad? <laughs> <laughs> we do call you Professor Dad. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's Richie's doing. It's actually my friend Wolf started calling me that as a joke. No and you know what's really funny about that too is when we were, when I was like 18 before I started doing jiu jitsu, we went into railing. Yeah. And I was with like 10 of my mates. And some of my mates still say to this day when they see people saying that joke or oh, dad and shit like that. Yeah. My mates, used, when we went interrailing, I was the only one who would organize anything. Like, no one would do anything. We'd just be sitting there and it's like, where are we going next? We hadn't planned anything. We'd yeah. just be in different places and I'd be the one who'd do everything and like, no one would want to go to the fucking <laughs> person to book anything or talk to anyone or order food or anything. So I would just do everything and then yeah. they start calling me dad. Then too, they're like, they're like, oh, he's our fucking dad or whatever. <laughs> and so it's it, like, that's been going on for fucking <laughs> for ages. In terms of the, in terms of the question, <laughs> like, it's overwhelming. I imagine so. Yeah, yeah it's overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's really hard um, to constantly because I, I, I try to, I try to live up to it as much yeah. as I can. You know, like I, like, you know, I want to be a good 
influence for people. I want to be a good role model for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to motivate people, but uh, also part of motivating people sometimes is not actually telling them that they're doing good. You know, there's like a lot of difficult, a lot of difficult dynamics. And yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's really, really, it's, I love it. It's my favorite yeah. thing. My, my life is amazing. I, I'm happy every day of my life, but it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah and like imagine. sometimes, sometimes you even feel like, I don't know how to explain it other than I guess it's what social anxiety feels like, you know, like when you don't want to be in like a big pool place. Sometimes, you know, I, I like training so much that sometimes you just want to be a completely normal chap and I just want to go to the class. And Anonymous. I, I don't even want no one to talk to me. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't want anybody. I don't I want to be able to just not say a word yeah. to anyone. Go train sit down after the class and not have to talk to anybody yeah. and like you do you do miss that but that's why i go so the odd time now i go for a week or two and just go off to america and just train with my friends yeah. or just you know take away that responsibility but yeah it it it, <clears throat> it it definitely becomes a lot to be something so important to so, to so many people i think yeah. absolutely because you I mean like look at the, the like what's happening in a gym you have people will say beginners that are starting they're looking to you for reassurance they're looking to you for direction yeah. they're they're it's it's kind of like you know a toddler thing like look yeah. at me walk <laughs> look how great i've walked yeah, exactly you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know and then it's like and now i might try run you know and 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 then also you have you know the high level athletes like the higher belts that go along that are in competition or that are yeah. taking their jiu-jitsu a little bit more serious and then they've all got their own different things going on and yeah. you have to be the you know the the one that they can all get something from yeah with kind of staying some way sane and some way focused yeah. yourself you know so yeah. it's it's definitely I can appreciate that it's not as easy as people may think that you just rock up to the gym yeah. and you're teaching <laughs> new moves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a good out move here. It's really hard. And I think what probably makes it harder for me is that I actually care loads. So yeah. it would be easier if I just didn't, <clears throat> if, it would be so easy if I just didn't care. Yeah. Like yeah. if I was able to just be like, I don't know, actually, who gives a fuck and not pay attention to anyone. Yeah. But like, especially, like you said, the people who take it the most seriously and the people who've, but it's their job, or essentially. Yeah. It's what they're trying to make a career out of. Oh, it's so it's so much responsibility, mm. you know, and I, t I definitely take it very seriously and I try to communicate as best as I can with everybody, you know, as much as I'm not the greatest at doing that. I, tr I try every day to be better at doing that. <laughs> why do you uh, think that? Why do you think you're not a good communicator? I don't know. I think like just how I was brought up. My dad was never, he was a bit of a stoic type chap, you know, he would yeah. never have, um, he wouldn't have really talked about too just much in general, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, yeah, just, I don't know. I, it's just not something I ever, for me, like I'm the type of, I'm the type of person I just get on with things. I just, yeah, just get yeah, on with it. Yeah. And that's also, my mom is very like that too. My mom's been through a lot of different things and she just gets on, she just gets on with everything. Yeah. And like, you would never know she could be, you never know what could be going on with her, but you would never know, you know, mm. she would just always yeah. seem like she has her head down. She's doing what she has to do. But yeah, I don't know. I, like, that's interesting because that definitely filters through into your coaching role yeah i don't know if you can remember when i broke my ankle yeah. remember i came to you and yeah. i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm <laughs> never gonna train again i'm so scared and like you know like i i'm when I, I had waited so long to like get back training yeah, yeah. and then when i did get back i couldn't do anything because i was so scared i was like you know someone would come up my ankle i'm like Woo, Woo. <laughs> you know what i mean and i remember saying to you after a class i was like so upset and i was like what do i do you know how, like i'm so scared and you just like said nothing for the 10 minutes that I was like in tears ranting at you and you just said just keep training yeah. <laughs> just, just keep training you yeah. know what I mean and I was like I left I think Arena was there and I was like she was like what did you say I was like just keep training <laughs> <laughs> 
That's hilarious. So good. But it was right, you know. Nice, then yeah. I was like, that was what I needed to snap me out of the kind of wallowing of like, yeah. I'll never do this again. Yeah. It was like, oh, right, just train. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was such an important life lesson. Of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I mean in terms of the relationship that you have with all the students that you're you're saying or you're doing something that is like not only affecting them in the gym, but it's it's giving them a perspective on something outside of it. You know oh. what I mean? Like, uh, and also the relationship with you with the students in that you know I, I it might sound a bit like off the wall and crazy okay. but it's like how would I explain it for me right the proudest moments of my 35 years <laughs> okay right here we go like of everything I've done <laughs> is is getting my blue belt there you go nice like really oh, I sw- are you kidding like of everything I've done it was getting my blue belts because it was the hardest two years yeah. that I've ever lived. Mm-hmm. Just from where I came from, a completely yep. different lifestyle change, yep. you know, new perspective on life, new doors opening, like everything was changing for me. Yep. And then, you know, nobody kind of sees those days where you're like getting course, yeah. battered yep. on a mat and you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Because I love it. And you're like, this is so much fun. But then you get rewarded or you get a nod. Yeah, of course. Yeah. To say, you're getting your blue belts. Congratulations. Like the hard work has paid off. Now on to the next step of the journey. It feels real too. It feels real. That's exactly what it is, Dara. It feels real. It's an honest, like you kind of sit back and you go, fuck yes. I did work my ass off for this. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy too. And I forget that, you know, because I've promoted so, well, sorry, I don't forget it, but you forget how much it means individually Absolutely. to each each person. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, it's special yeah, yeah. for everybody. But yeah, you, like. But you know what it was as well, and this is very weird, right? And I'm not saying I'm not going to need a therapy session no, after this. No, it's, yeah, it's cool. But it was it, in a weird way. It was something that I had wanted from my own father. Okay. that I didn't get. Okay, there you go, yeah. As yeah, in... Yeah, you're going to open up a can of worms on talking about that, <laughs> that thing there because people say that about lots of different I, people. Right, yeah. you know what? Like, like I, I felt like that, you know, although I know my dad loves me and he's very proud of me of everything, he's never directly said, you know, yeah. dear Lydia, I am yeah. very proud of you yes. for doing this yeah. and like, let's go celebrate this or whatever. But then you have your coach of two years at the time saying like, well done, you did really, really great. Here's a blue belt to show yeah. that you've done all this work. And you kind of go, fuck, like, and it, you just get something from it that you feel like you've missed all your life. And you, you sort of have a little bit of, you kind of fa- feel found a little bit or something. Oh, it's, for sure. No. It's like, what is that like? Because you're controlling this whole time. <laughs> now, I'm not, not saying that I'm going to start calling you dad. Like, no, but I mean, I don't, uh, I don't, I certainly don't sit there thinking of how I'm, My children. Con- or how I'm controlling everyone's emotions or anything like that. I just, <laughs> I try to think of it purely in terms of the jiu-jitsu aspect of yeah, it. Cool. But no, I totally get it. And like, Do you know I, what I mean, it's very, very strange. No, like but, but I get, I, 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 like, like people forget that I also went through everything as well. I was yes. also white belt. And I was also yeah. blue belt, and I was still so purple belt. And I like, and I think especially Irish people, if we're talking about communication and that type of uh, thing, people are, are repress their emotions a lot, or they don't yes. like. Um, I don't know. You just you think you're the only one, and yeah. like people in jiu-jitsu, especially Irish people in jiu-jitsu, in my experience, everyone thinks you're the only one that thinks oh, I'm getting smashed, oh, I'm not getting better, oh, why can't I win the competition, oh, I do all this training, and everybody thinks all these same things, oh, I'm, I'm just going to be a white belt forever, or I'm just going to be a blue belt forever, yeah. or I'm just going to, like, everyone thinks the exact same thing, so, like, sometimes you just, like like what you are saying, 
earlier when you talk to me after the class, sometimes just listening to the person, letting yeah. them just say what it is that they want to say and just making them feel like you're not the only person who, you know what I mean? You're not mad. You think you're yeah. not, you think you're nuts because you're going through all this. Every single person in this whole room is thinking the exact yeah. same thing. I think it just makes you feel a bit more, makes you feel a bit more normal. And that's just at least from my experience, because I went through all the same things and I didn't have somebody the whole time. Yeah, yeah, now, I, yeah. I was very iron willed in so far as without somebody, I was still able to get through all of that difficulty and like, oh, and it's even harder when you fully commit to it as a job, mm. you know? So like that was so much of my difficulty too, as I was coming up was, this is the only thing I do. How am I not winning the tournament? Like, this is ridiculous. Yes, Your yeah, life yeah. is a joke. You only do this all day and you go to the tournament and you can't win. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, like, it's even more pressure when you're when you're looking at it from 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 that point of view. Now, this perspective to be had there that I didn't have, which is, yeah, there's loads of people doing it for a job and they're all at this tournament and they're yeah. all trying to win. And there's one spot. Yeah. So and also gold, you, you know? train in a shed in Ireland and yeah. there's no one really very good to train with. So like, you're doing pretty good, honestly, like you're actually yeah. doing good. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. be beating yourself up, you're yeah. doing good. But like, I don't know, I think people would forget that, people definitely forget that I, I, I went through all that too. And I felt amazing when I got my belts. You know what mm. I mean? Like as stupid as I know that it is. And it's like when you break it down, you're like literally someone's just giving you a different colored belt. Like yeah. who cares? But you actually care so much because yeah. like you said, it's that validation for all the time and the hard work mm. and the I'm getting better. I, I This is a physical reputation of yes. I am getting better. And it's not relevant to anyone else other than just me and how I was a while ago. Yeah. So it's yeah. not in comparison to oh this person or that person. It's just me. I did something and I have improved at it. Yeah. And Jiu-Jitsu is so fucking difficult for people, you know? Like you said, where you would have come from, the type of person you would have been. On it, the session, like five, yeah, six days yeah, a week, yeah, like yeah. fucking three stone heavier than I am now, like yeah, smoking, yeah. like, you know, getting like six hours sleep a night, eating absolute shite. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, no, it's, it's crazy. a different world. Yeah, and you, you forget, know? like, it's, 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 it is really, really hard, you know? Like, Jiu-Jitsu is really, really, really hard. It is yeah. such a, it's a very difficult thing. And it can it can only keep getting harder. Like if you mm -hmm. want it to be harder, it can be harder. Like like yeah. at whatever level you're at, like you can make it harder if you want it to be mm -hmm. harder. So it's it's yeah. Oh, look, sure. Obviously, I think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> cool, I'm glad to hear. <laughs> what do you think is um? Because obviously you are saying that it is really really hard, and something that you know anyone that's in a jiu-jitsu academy will see that. You get so many people that start, but you do also get a quite a high drop off rate as well, oh, especially God, yeah. with girls, you know? Oh God, yeah. What do you think is the, is, is it the ego? Is it that it's hard? Is it that like people don't like being that close to other people? In your, uh, in your experience, what do you think it is? It's, it's so many things all at once, I think. Like it's an mm. insane amount of, everybody's so different and everyone has their own different thing and their own different perception of what it's going to be like or what they're going to get out of it or yeah. what it is. And it's just nuts. Like, the amount of variables that makes the longer I've been doing it, the amount of variables that make someone stay. And that makes me think like Sam and Marcus, like I'm the most blessed like person, do you know what I mean? That, that yeah. like people like that come along and they get into it and they, yeah. so this they, is Sam McNally and Marcus Phelan. Phelan. Yeah. And there's loads of guys, but you know, those were two of my first, yeah. first students. So I just, I, I remember them so, so much in that regard, but it's like, they're so special you know people are so special the people that stick with it are so special because there's so many variables yeah like you said what, what do you what makes people drop off it could be fucking anything mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. people are self-conscious you know incredible irish people are so self-conscious so like from the second that you start the class mm -hmm. like just the other day we started a beginner's course okay and i went in on the first day to be like okay just to say hi or whatever just yeah. to be like hey i'm the coach 
you know, I'm not teaching the classes, but just so you know, this is me. How are you doing? And I came in and like we, we had organized it. So it was just beginners. There was no we had too many people coming. So it was like, OK, we'll just have beginners. We'll have no people who already train and it'll just be beginners. And I went in and I swear to God, Lydia, it was the most dead silent <laughs> room everyone one person had stood at the wall so like everyone who came in after that was like standing around the wall in like a big circle like no one in the center of the mat no one sitting down no one chilling out no one talking like everyone just pensive just standing there freaking out completely and i was like jesus christ people are so self-conscious and nervous it's so like it's it just like it's just so much just i don't know if it's irish people in particular yeah. or something or like no one wanted to be someone to break the ice and say something or be like what will they think about me if i say something or so like should strange. i be saying anything or well he's standing over there so i should stand what over there too and, yeah and i tried to like be like like hey guys like just sit down on the mat you know what i mean like yeah. just try to make them comfortable yeah, yeah. and it was just like but anyway that, that that brings me to the point is that everyone's starting from such a different place you know yeah. like what can make people quit could be anything you know you tried you tried to do some sort of there was something in the warm up that made you feel like, fuck, I'm a retard. I'm never, everyone's looking at me. I'm never doing that yeah. again. <laughs> you were unfit and you were breathing real heavy. So you're like, fuck, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. You like, just an incredible amount of different mm. things. Just learning stuff. Like so many people don't, and I don't mean in a, a bad way, but people don't learn things really once you get past school. Absolutely. Like if, as soon as you finish as soon as you finish college, maybe you go into a certain job in which you, you might learn stuff about that, the realm of that. But eventually it becomes you know, you just have your daily routine and you get through whatever the mm -hmm. tasks are you have to get through. There's very few people continue to keep trying to actually use yeah. their brain to learn, learn yeah, things absolutely. and people don't know how to actually learn. So some people are in the class and they can't even pay attention to what's going on. Like they can't look at the move, like they're, they're lost, they're looking somewhere yeah. else or they are looking at the move and they can't replicate it. They're like, fuck, like they, they want to be able to, you know, they're like, they're like, literally, I can't like. I just watched you do it. How can you I not, not do it? Do it, yes. But it's I, I, to yes. me, I just think it's people are out of the practice of one yeah. le learning, just actually trying to learn something and just being egoless about it and being like, yeah, I actually don't know anything. I, I need to actually like learn, learn and use my brain to learn. And then also the connection just with your body. People just don't. Mm -hmm. This is my right hand. This is my left hand. You had to move things Absolutely. in relation to a pattern you've just seen. So, oh God, like in terms of why people don't continue, there's a I think it's more amazing that someone does continue than mm. that someone <laughs> than the people that yeah. don't because it's just there's so many obstacles there's an yeah, insane yeah, yeah. amount of obstacles to all of those variables at the very start to then when you do training the dynamic of who's beating you who you're beating oh someone new came in and they've only been trained two days and they're beating me now what the mm. fuck is this you know and just oh, oh, so, so many different things there's so injuries uh, like it's just insane stuff that happens in your life outside of jiu-jitsu that can pull you away from it like the amount of things that can make you stop it just makes me more and more amazed at the people who've been doing it a long mm. time that's it now the only thing i'm impressed with with jiu-jitsu is doing it a long time i don't care if, who be yeah. too i don't care if you're good i don't care about anything being in brazil and being in places like that when you see people who are 50 55 years old five degrees on their black belt yeah for sure some 20 year old blue belt's gonna absolutely destroy them but the guy's been on the mat for how, who knows how much jiu-jitsu that guy's seen, how much yeah. he understands about jiu-jitsu. And he's still here. He's yeah. literally still here. He likes it enough that he's still here. Nothing could take them away from it. It doesn't matter yeah. all the other stuff. Nothing could take them away. They just found this fun. I think it's like the healthy pub jiu-jitsu. Yes, like, yes, it's like yes, yes, yes. The buzz of b being in the class and then afterwards everyone's sitting around and talking and stuff. It's literally social interaction in the best way possible. Yeah. You do a bit of exercise, you have a bit of 
close contact physical contact with somebody yeah you get out of your head and then everyone's super chill and real after the sparring because mm. the most real thing just happened yeah. no one can be talking shite because we all just had fights we all yeah. literally you yeah. know what i mean like no one can be flat no one can be flexing all weird it's just it's the most i don't know it's just the most real the most honest yeah. form of being isn't yeah yeah, yeah, it? yeah like, no absolutely like, I, I definitely think so anyway yeah, so i like, agree with you which is why from what you said is that when you do meet someone who has trained you know over two years there's a kind of an instant bond yeah because you both know what you like you just you know, know you, yeah. you've only met them 10 minutes but you're like we're going to be mates <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah that, so again that to me is the most impressive thing now is people have been training a long amount of time and there's so much when I was younger and you know when I was most into competition and yeah. I, I would think that someone's a higher belt than me if like they should be able to beat me you know like if I'm purple belt I'm gonna beat this old black belt do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. some chaps like fucking 40 I'm like 20 absolutely yoked out of it from playing rugby <laughs> do you know what I mean? just so just like come here and then you'd think like oh, I'm I'm better than that chap and then it's like now when I look back I'm like god I'm so embarrassing like literally like training for a long amount of time like you know what I mean that's the only thing that matters is like anybody can go hard for a few years or yeah. for a couple of years and be athletic and strong and beat people up but like to be consistently on the mat that just shows so much you just love it so much you just really really love it and then mm. that's it so I, I think you know people should especially younger people in jiu-jitsu sh shouldn't take as much from oh who I can beat this guy or that guy so I shouldn't listen to him or I, that yeah. Because I can beat him, that means I am better than him. Do you know? Like, yeah. it's like, that's the most non, most stupid attitude that, that you can basically have. Yeah, so. Well, talking about uh, longevity on the mats, yeah. what I wanted to talk to you about was, um, if you don't mind going back to the time where you had your back injury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was a pretty huge... I remember when, when I started jiu-jitsu, um, I remember, like, I was only training a couple months and I overheard you talking to one of the lads about your back injury mm -hmm. and then about how, like, devastating it was and all the things that you were told, like, you'll never train again, you'll, like, you'll like, quit this jiu-jitsu thing. Yeah. Um, quit everything, basically. Quit everything, yeah. 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 Um, and then to hear you kind of talk about it and... Um, and, and to like obviously getting back to high level competition. So talk me through um, what happened with your back and then yep. the journey to kind of where you are now. Yeah, so... In, in Great Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in, um, in, 2000 and, in 2012 was the first time that it happened. I basically had a spasm, like a, a back spasm. I was drilling with Marcus and I tried to do a takedown and when I tried to do it, I felt something go in my back and I couldn't get off the ground. Like literally maybe an hour, hour and a half I was stuck like Shit. almost paralyzed basically couldn't couldn't move was absolutely nuts um i went to the hospital i'd never felt anything like it so i went to the hospital got an mri uh two herniated discs in my l5 l4 the very bottom of your spine your lumbar spine um had two herniated discs and then i had some degeneration which so herniation means uh your discs are poking out like pressing onto your spinal cord and yeah. then degeneration means the disc is we wearing away so the uh, part of your spine two nodes of your spine are getting closer together nice. so um <clears throat> i was yeah got the diagnosis i was like fuck do you know what i mean this this is fucked basically like they were like you're not gonna be able to do exercise again you're not gonna be able to do this is 2012 so you were like you're you're competing at a high level at Seven, this stage yeah and... oh, i was right in the middle of like everything i i i think i just won the europeans nogi for the first time so i was like riding the like like where I, so, so, I can't remember exactly it was I, I was i was doing good anyway yeah and yeah this is all i was doing i like i didn't have any other job at this point i was just just teaching jiu-jitsu so obviously it was absolutely devastated you know it was my passion everything like my whole life everything at this point was just poured into it and to be told yeah like 
you're not gonna be able to do anything your back's fucked they were trying to get me to do a, a spinal fusion which is like uh they literally fuse two bits of your spine together with like metal or some shit but like the more i looked into it like i kept looking looking into operations and surgery and i just looked into it as much as possible and basically i decided i'm not going to get a surgery i'm going to try to fix it without a surgery and then i heard about sebastian broche who's um a black belt in jiu-jitsu as well and he had had the exact same thing so as soon as i heard he had herniated discs well i was like oh interesting this guy had literally the exact same thing and he's okay so what did he do and he had just started like barely this is like maybe a year or two later he just started doing the yoga for bjj basically mm-hmm. so through a myriad of trying so much different things over a long amount of time the yoga basically was what started to help me feel better basically now i had to not train jiu-jitsu and do no jiu-jitsu training for a while but yeah. i had two particularly bad spasms where i literally like couldn't get off the ground like i was like completely paralyzed almost for maybe two hours so like i've seen a lot of people with bad back pain and like bad things but i've never seen someone uh, happen have what happened to me happen to them you know people are like oh my back is sore and it's like yeah, yeah you're not on the ground and you can't, get, <laughs> yeah. and you can't and you can't and you can't get up so yeah basically i was basically told look you're not gonna do anything again <clears throat> you're not gonna be able to do exercise again i was stubborn enough to not believe that and be able to try to find a way around it myself. I started doing a lot of yoga. I started learning about um, a bunch of other things just to do with your body, basically just anatomy and just uh, how your core works and diaphragmatic breathing and all sorts of different things like this that basically your core needs to stabilize so that your other muscles don't uh, take all the slack. So basically yeah. like part of my lower back, I have what's called an anterior pelvic tilt. I'm gonna get a bit technical here, but Go first. you have an anterior tilt or a posterior tilt. and if you have back pain, you either have one or the other. You okay. either have an anterior tilt or a posterior tilt. If your pelvis is neutral, you pretty much won't have any pain, at least in the lumbar spine, your very lower part of your back. So I have to basically just do exercises. Doing jiu-jitsu makes my anterior pelvic tilt worse because you pull your knees to your chest, your hip flexors get really, really tight. A lot of these things happen from just sitting down yeah. anyway. So just sitting down all the time will make it, will do it to you. But I basically just learned more about anatomy and more about the body, more about different things that I should be doing that i shouldn't be doing um training different amounts or at different times or trying to be more aware of how i actually feel yeah. rather than just like oh i have to train a million yeah. hours a day um so i basically just educated myself i learned to do yoga um i still do some now, and people think people say oh what did you do to make it go away i still do it every day now yeah you know, it's maintenance work every day everyone needs to be doing it <laughs> jiu-jitsu especially is the most yeah uh, What's the opposite to symmetrical? <coughs> asymmetrical? Asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. Oh, Jesus, I can't even say it. <laughs> asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. It's the most asymmetrical game, right? So you do so much shit on one side or like yeah. you basically overdevelop muscles on one side of your body from just constantly doing things on one side. And like in the peak of my training time, I would have been doing drilling sessions for hours at a time, like yeah. repeating the same move over and 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 only doing it on one side because the theory at the time was don't do both sides because if you do both sides, you're halving your time, you won't get as good. So just yeah. get good at the one side. So I would just do all these moves and roll every day doing these one-sided techniques. And it basically makes you out of balance, basically, right? And yoga and lifting weights and doing stuff like this keeps you symmetrical. So like, you know, you, if you do a deadlift, you have to use both sides of your body yeah. evenly to do it, squat, et cetera. Same with yoga. You always do both sides of your, your body. So um, jiu-jitsu is just so nuts, asymmetrical. And when you do it full time, especially like it just, it tears you apart. But every sport tears you apart. You yeah. know, people think, oh, jiu-jitsu is so hard on your body. Every fucking sport <laughs> is hard. When I played rugby, I was always injured too. You know, yeah, it's just different yeah. injuries. Because you played things. rugby at a high level at school as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I was pretty good. I, I was good in a crap school. 
like I, I went to I, I went I was the best person on on a not very good team. So like I was uh, I went to St Andrews in St County Dublin, which is kind of like you're a bit, offending a whole group of people here. There's actually like, there's a chap on the Irish rugby team right now. Uh, called Andrew Porter, who I coached uh, in no St. Andrews way. when he was uh, 13 and when he was 14. And now he plays for, and now he's playing for Ireland. So no that's my way. small that's your rugby, claim to fame. rugby coaching <laughs> claim to fa- fame right there. Not my That'll job. be the I, headline I after this podcast. Had... O'Connell moves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had zero influence. The kid, was, the kid was just a beast. I didn't do anything. But um, <laughs> sorry, what was I going to say? Yeah, all sports have repetitive yeah. motion. So jiu-jitsu, is, it's, every sport you do has certain repetitive motions that you do over and over that put you out of balance. And it's just a matter of I'm just trying to talk to anyone here who has back pain or has yeah, something like this this is you why can, I brought it up yeah you can fix it you can 100% fix it we, I, I get people coming out I'm not even a physio I'm not qualified in anything yeah. other than my own experience I've had I don't know how many people just the other week a chap came out messaged me on Instagram a guy came all the way out lives on the north side came all the way out to the gym just to talk to me because he has back problem he likes jiu-jitsu he doesn't want to have to stop doing jiu-jitsu yeah. he has back pain he heard that I had had the back pain and no that's way. how serious people um, one like jiu-jitsu that they don't want to stop it and then absolutely <laughs> and this then, is the thing when you get injured in jiu-jitsu it's not about the injury it's about how long will it be that I can like get back jiu-jitsu to jiu-jitsu again. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and that's what's so good about about having a passion like that it gives yeah. you a motivation it gives you a motivation to fix your body whereas yes. like if you don't have a reason to do it most people would just go with oh, that's my bad back. Oh, that's my bad knee. I can't do anything because I've... Whereas when you yes. have a reason to actually do something and use your back and use your knee, you'll mm-hmm. you'll find out a way to yes. you'll find out a way to fix it. But this this guy came out from the north side of the city, traveled the whole way. I got a bus, got a dart, came all the way to the gym just to yeah, ask me like, what yeah, what what did I do? How can is he going to be okay? You know, and I think sometimes just hearing someone who had the, this because this is what happened to me. I just yeah. heard someone who had the same problem. And they fixed it without doing anything other than just basically exercise or just, you know, uh, yoga, et cetera. And when I heard that, I was like, I'm going to be okay. If he did it, I can do it. And it's just the same with, it's just the same with anything. When you see someone else do something like Fionn winning and doing good in ADCC, that inspires all the other people. Oh, if she can do it, then I can do it too. It it normalizes, it normalizes things. So I don't know, anytime someone asks me about it, I always try to do my best to encourage you that you're, you might not do exactly what I did because everyone's body is different and everyone's mm-hmm. problem. Your imbalance is different maybe to my yeah. imbalance, but you can fix it. Like you can absolutely fix it and you don't have to get a surgery. You, you'll be fine. It will take discipline and it'll make yeah. you learn a lot about yourself. It's not going to be easy. I'm not saying that, but you can definitely fix it without having to do uh, operation for sure. Yeah. Like Discipline key word there. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I see every day training, you know, before and after you're doing, you're, you're doing yoga, you're doing your movement, yeah, you're yeah, doing your yeah. breathing, different things. So it is the, the discipline of, you know, actually putting it in motion. Oh, 100%. Do you ever think back about the time that that was happening and go, fuck, what if I had listened to the doctors? Yeah. What if, because there's so many people that are out there that just go to a doctor's yeah. and I know it's a little bit of a, like, you know, a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be knocking doctors and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. No, of it's kind of more about like the alternative and like, you yeah. know, just researching, you yeah, know, doing your own research on like, what works for you no. um, as opposed to just going to a doctor or a specialist, inverted commas, and then they say, you know, because like when I broke my ankle, they were like, you can't go back and do that. You'll never, you know, yeah. you can't. You, the risk with, is too I'm high, sure you know. Re- I'm sure with Renock, they told her she can't train. Yeah. And we had Renock um, on episode 
three, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone that's just tuning in, go back and listen to this great episode. But um, Renock is a Jiu-Jitsu purple belt, also one of Dara's students who trained um, throughout her breast cancer diagnosis. Yep. And I, I don't think she ever took it. I think she took a day off. Yeah. <clears throat> but there you go, another perfect but they, example. But they told her, you know, you definitely can't do that. Yeah. And she basically, her her story is fascinating, not not only for that, but the fact that she then went and researched, you know, uh, ketosis, um, a whole like way of eating lifestyle for cancer. And she's yeah. like in the throes of it at the moment. Yeah. Literally went against everything that they said to her in terms of even the the tablets and, yeah. and the medication that she should. Yeah. You know, so she went, mm, I'm not really too hot on taking that. So I'm yeah. going to look at an alternative. Just like how you would have been given, right? We're going to just fuse your back together yeah, yeah. and you're just going to like sit on a chair, watch the TV for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then that will yeah. be you just done. And I think the key is you have like, like, and again with Renox, she she has passion in so many different, like she obviously likes jiu-jitsu, but she's passionate for her work and stuff yeah. too. And it, when you have a reason, you know, when you have mm-hmm. a reason to get back to what it is that you love doing, then you'll do anything, you know, you'll mm-hmm. figure out anything, you know, you'll, you'll try anything. You won't just take, and, and the key is the, the looking into it, you know, without saying like Eddie Bravo, you, you have to look into it yeah. yourself. You have to educate yourself about what most people, they hurt their knee. You, you have no clue about your knee. Like other than you can point at it and say, that's my knee, my knee right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about as far as it goes. Yeah. There's a multitude of ligaments and muscles surrounding everything that affects everything. And most people don't understand it. So the first thing that you have to do is educate yourself about it. And for sure, Renock would have done that too. She wouldn't have just been like, oh, I'm not listening. I'm going to do whatever. She didn't, She, she what they told her didn't sound right or didn't sound yeah. good to her. So she looked up her own, she started researching herself. Mm. She kept looking into it, kept got advice from other people, different people, many different sources, et cetera. And that was the same thing I did with, with hurting my back too. I, I didn't like what they told me. Mm-hmm. I figured there had to be a different alternative method. I'd seen examples of people using alternative methods and being successful. Yeah. So if there's already examples of other people that have done it, then you know that it could be possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but just having that discipline and the discipline comes from, because you can't imagine not do, yeah. doing what you love, you know, like, like literally I'd cut off my legs you know what I mean I'd do, yeah. I'd do anything to be able to keep <laughs> to be able to yeah. keep, keep doing it yeah. just tell me what I have to do yeah. and I'll do it every I'll do it every single day so like when I hear someone else has an injury like that or has hurt their back like the main thing that uh, if I could get across anything is just you're going to be okay mm-hmm. you just have to figure it out like yeah. Yeah, you know like even Sam right now has heard has, has having problems with his back I couldn't tell you how many people at the gym are having problems with yeah. their back it's classic jiu-jitsu thing your back or your knees but like Sam's nearly all right now. He's been off for maybe three or four months and he's nearly okay. What he did is not 100% move for move what I did. Yeah. But there's a lot of similarities in between what he's doing and look, like everyone will be okay. You'll be, you'll, you'll definitely be fine. Mm-hmm. And like, same goes for any injury. Yeah. There's no injury unless you're fucking break your yeah, actually to be honest there's people who do jiu-jitsu with no arms and no legs yeah there's people yeah. who do jiu-jitsu with mental disabilities people who do jiu-jitsu with you know you can think of every circumstance and someone's out there mm. probably still doing it so like if, if it's really what you find fun and what you really like you can You'll make it back from anything you know absolutely which is a good life lesson not only for jiu-jitsu but in anything really isn't oh it? like to, uh, yeah sure i have the amount of things that i apply from just knowing about jiu jitsu. That's thing, it's what you learn in the gym just so applicable to like life. Oh, it's crazy. And yeah. Even dealing with people. You know oh, what I mean? It's, it's just so. And until you do jiu jitsu, you don't understand it. This you know, there's that, that, that slogan if you don't roll, you don't know. And it sounds so corny, but it kind of is true a little bit. Yeah, well, you know it's, just, I mean? it's just that feeling of it's, it's a very unique thing. It's, it, it's, a, it's such a primal thing, you know, without being mm. cliche about it. It's such a primal thing to just 
have a fight with someone yeah you know in nature all the time animals are fighting with each other not trying to kill each other yeah but they'll fight for dominance and just Mm. let's get our whatever energy out of us out of us and then okay you kind of have me there i give up you know what i mean you could you could have killed me if you wanted to but you're sound so you didn't and we're still and we're still friends afterwards yeah so it's like i don't know it's there's definitely something primal to it and there's Mm. when people get into it in the right way you know i think everyone can like it if it's it's just about getting in the right space to enjoy it or Mm -hmm. you know staying with it for the right amount of time but i think everybody can enjoy it or can benefit from it like there's you know even if, no matter how much you think you can't you know Absolutely. we've enough examples of the gym in the gym of people who you would have said no way is that person gonna and often the people who you think no way are they gonna do it they're the people who stay for yeah. the longest you yeah. know like yeah. some some of the people who are teaching at the gym or coaching at the gym like without uh sounding bad i would never have thought yeah like are you kidding me like that chap's gonna be working here like yeah. like when they start off you know no way you would think it's so like sometimes it's the people who find it the hardest who actually enjoy it the most, you know, like yeah. people who take to it very naturally and quickly often, oh, I'm pretty good at this. So oh, fuck it, I won't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. It is very interesting even to see, you know, like there's a couple of kids that, you know, that even in my time, I remember them starting and being like really shy and in the corner of the room when you yeah. say, oh, hey, how's it going? And they won't even look at it. And now they're like, hey, yeah, I'm in college. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. like, well, it's what's a- what's going on? How are you? And you're like, I remember it's when unreal, you used to rattle when someone yeah. used to say hello to you. Yeah. Like it's, and, and now you're really good at jiu-jitsu as yeah. well on top of that. No, it's, it's an amazing, you know? it's an amazing vehicle for giving people confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah, amazing. One thing that I wanted to um, to ask you, more to for you to tell our, our listeners that oh, are yeah. listening, um, I'm, obviously I'm 35, so I have a lot of friends now who are starting to have kids. Nice. And I'm like, yes, more kids, more jiu-jitsu. Like, we can just <laughs> put them in, they'll be all black okay, belts yeah. by the 20. But a lot of my friends that, like, don't do sports, like, oh, no, no, he's not getting into, or they're not getting into, like, you know, fighting. I'm like, it's not fighting it's jiu-jitsu <laughs> talk to these parents about the benefits of jiu-jitsu for children um yeah i think for look i think kids especially nowadays need to be doing something like yeah. most kids just fucking do ipad and do mm. absolutely nothing so any sort of exercise is good but jiu-jitsu is even better i think i'll hit you with a few reasons here i think one is look it's just physical exercise yeah. you use your body you need to be coordinated you're learning a skill as well as it being phys- so it's a skill as well as being physically challenging so you're using your brain and you're using your body um it will teach people to respect each other yeah. it'll teach guy- boys to respect girls especially young boys and girls at, at that age especially the girls and the boys can completely beat each other so girls can completely tap out boys and mm-hmm. can submit them and can hold them down and it'll give a guy respect for a girl that you wouldn't get otherwise yeah. because from a very young age you know as stuff like that starts to come to the come to the fore it's like it's like no don't make don't make like there's i know girls that would beat you up like don't try to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what i mean don't try to, so stuff yeah. like this creates a really good dynamic i think between kids boys and girls you know it makes them respect each other a lot um, is a vehicle for getting out your energy and mm-hmm. any sort of, you know, me as a t- teenager, especially, I could have done what you did to so badly when yeah. I was a teenager as a vent. I think for people with any sort of anger problems or ag- aggression problems, let it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Jiu is the best way to let it out. It's the most safe way to let it out. If you do striking and you do kicking and punching, then this is another great reason for jujitsu for kids is there's no kicking, no punching, yeah. just grappling, no head trauma. You can solve every issue without having to throw any sort of punch or kick and it's completely safe to practice you get all of your energy out it's mindfulness too you know which is like hard to put across to a kid but it's getting them out of their head and involved in something it's social you have friends that do it too like 
for kids, it's, it's amazing. Now, mm. the caveat is, if you want your kid to do it, don't push them too yes. much. And don't push your kid too much to do anything, okay? Like, they should do exercise. That should be a no-brainer. They have yeah. to do something. That shouldn't be optional. Don't let your fucking six or seven-year-old decide whether or not they're going to do exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I don't have kids. I'm no expert. <laughs> but it shouldn't be optional. Exercise is good for you. You have to do it. Yes. So, <clears throat> like... Don't push them too much. Make sure they're enjoying it. Make sure they're having fun. But also, you know, there's there's like there's like a fine balance where you kind of have to make your kid do something, but you can't make your kid do it to the point where it's going to make them hate it. Yeah. You know, so it's like you shouldn't be your kid is definitely going to say, oh, I don't want to go to jujitsu today. And you should be like, no, you're going to jujitsu today. It's good for you. You know, you can't yeah. feel, I think sometimes parents maybe now feel they don't want to be the pushy parents or they don't want, you know, too much the other way. Yeah. It's like there needs to be a balance where, look, this is good for you. You're going to feel better after you do it. You know, I mean, you can't just not do things when you don't want to do them. It's not a good life lesson either. Yeah, so let's yeah, go yeah, and yeah. you'll feel better afterwards and just do it. And mm -hmm. usually, especially with kids, once they're there, they've forgotten about yeah. 10 seconds ago when they didn't want to go. But then also, like, don't push them too much. Don't make them want to do it just because you wanted to do it. You know, yeah. like just because you wanted to be a famous champion or whatever when you were yeah. younger don't try to force that uh, upon your kid either so like it's amazing for kids and i think all kids should definitely do it and i think it should be in schools i think it would get Absolutely. rid of so much bullying when you're in schools i remember yep. when i was in school i was very lucky that i played rugby so people just assumed i was tough because yeah. you play rugby oh you're big and you're strong you must be tough if you're yeah. on the rugby team so i never got any any difficulty in that regard but i was so scared of fighting i never wanted to have to fight anybody i was mm. so insecure and just like thank god they fucking all think I'm, <laughs> yeah. thank god they all think i'm strong because i don't want to i don't i don't i don't want to have to fight anybody yeah. whereas you know that insecurity or that stuff in school just comes from confidence basically and whoever's the most confident kid is just going to be they assume the confidence that other people assume that they could beat them up if they want to do you mm -hmm. know what i mean that's what it basically comes down to is yeah. who can who who people think can beat other people up especially in guys young guys dynamics so if there's an opportunity every week a big open mat for the year for school and all of the guys you have to do five or six roles and we're going to teach you a few moves and you guys you guys can fight each other if you guys are mad at each other you can have a fight right now literally let it out you can't kick a punch you can just try wrestle each other safely and there's going to be teachers monitoring it and making yeah. sure you know you're supposed to tap and you tap and etc and no hurting each other what an incredible vehicle for fucking getting rid of so much stress and difficulty in schools because so much of it is fronting you know especially in schools for young kids so much of it is just that assumed confidence the people who are confident just like push around everybody who's not confident and that's just be, literally just because of perception whereas yeah. if you if you as and who thrives in jiu-jitsu the smart intelligent person who's a problem solver not mm. the person who's just big thick, yeah so Mongo. <laughs> after a while of doing this after a while as people get better and better the younger smart the smaller smarter kids are going to be able to s tap mm. out literally physically dominate and submit a, a much bigger kid and then where does the slagging come from then literally yeah. like oh you fucking little dork it's like yeah i literally held you down and submitted you what are you, like oh you're gonna beat me up i just beat you up earlier on you know exactly. I mean? yeah. it, it would it would just i just think it would get rid of so much uh difficulties it would take a while to implement and for everyone to understand and to to, to get yeah. the benefits of it i think we're a long way from that but as an idealism you know i think like jesus if you could have it in schools it would just get rid of so much so much problems you know there just couldn't be how could there be bullying Do you know what yeah. I mean? it's the same way in like in the jiu-jitsu academy you can't be acting at least in my jiu-jitsu academy anyway you can't be acting like you're some fucking nothing matters apart from what's going on on the mats yeah. literally it doesn't yeah. matter I don't care how cool you are I don't care how funny you are I don't care who you're friends with I don't care if you're pretty I don't care if you're fucking whatever it doesn't matter o only thing that matters here is 
what's going on on the mats and that's exactly. literally it and i think that's such a good thing for kids to for kids to learn is like mm-hmm. you know all this faked confidence and fake acting in different ways it literally makes no difference so it is an ideal type thing but i think it would just be so good to have so good so good and to have even a, even as adults that description of you know no matter what's going on in the world uh, how high up you are in a <clears throat> excuse me in a, in a company <clears throat> how much money you have in your bank account, how much money you don't have in your bank account. Yeah, Once yeah. you get onto a jiu-jitsu mat, everyone's equal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone is on. No one talks about who you are, where you've come from, what you're about. It's just about jiu-jitsu. Yeah, it's exactly. just in that present exactly, moment. Yeah. And it, it'll teach you too. And the good thing about the good thing about that too is jiu-jitsu will teach you that that's the same. I feel the same when I go into another avenue too. So uh, this is... You know, most people would probably tell you about business or something, but I started doing a bit of skateboarding recently. Yeah, I, I uh, did notice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, if anyone follows her on Instagram, <laughs> they would also notice. <laughs> so I started doing um, I started doing some skating, and it's the exact same thing. So when I when I'm in the skate park, I'm not insecure or weird because I know I'm good at something else. Generally, yeah. like, like I know how to be good at something else. Yeah. Like yeah, you're really good at skating, but I'm really good at doing doing jiu-jitsu, and I'm just here trying to learn skating. And the person who's good at skating knows that I'm just here to learn skating. They're not going to make fun of me. They're not yeah. going to be like, oh, you idiot, you can't do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the exact same thing. So when you when you learn it in, in any uh, any avenue, you can see it in, in other avenues too. So like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, you would think that you, people get nervous about starting training and like, oh, people laugh at me. Make fun. Everyone's just there because of jiu-jitsu and to get better yeah. for themselves. And that's it. And same, same with when I've been doing the skating. It's like, at first I was like, and I'm fucking 32. So going to a skate park when you're 32, you're like, Jesus, am I a bit like... <laughs> 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 Backwards cap on <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, literally hey, like farts and like... <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, <laughs> I, was, I was a bit self-conscious. Then I was there, when I was there, I was like, fuck, everyone's just concentrating on themselves. Yeah, everyone's just yeah, here yeah. to do a bit of skating. No one cares about what anyone's wearing or what mm. anyone's fucking... Like, like if you're good, people are respect it, and if you're crap, people respect it too, because yeah. they're like, oh, well, you're over you're here, trying. you're over here doing what I like to do, and you're trying to do it, and like yeah. the people who are good, they understand, they've tried a million times and gotten it wrong, and they had to get to be good, they had to get it wrong too. So there's there's so much different similarities between the uh, between the two things, but yeah. Amazing. Yeah. To the skate park and the jiu-jitsu academy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, it's a question that I always ask everyone that um, comes on the podcast. Um, I have a thing about life purpose. I'm okay. kind of a little bit obsessed about it and nice, like yeah. finding your life purpose and, you know, the 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 journey of your own life that leads you to certain destinations and, yeah. and you know, where you meant to go through this so that yeah. you would end up here and, sure. and the little kind of journey that you go on. Um, it's pretty much clear that in terms of life purpose, you seem to have hit what you were kind of meant to do or what you were good at. For the moment, anyway. For the moment. But, I, do, I mean, do you believe in life purpose? Do you believe that, you know, you were kind of, I don't want to be like, you were put here to be Daryl Collins, uh-huh. jiu-jitsu yeah, coach yeah, and competitor, yeah. but do you kind of like... Oh, it trips me out for sure because like I do think about stuff like that too yeah. so in terms of even how I started was because my PE teacher in school was one of maybe five or six maybe like graded jiu-jitsu people in the whole country so like the school that, that my parents put me in the age and person I was at the time to yeah. think that this chap was cool and that he somehow was a blue belt already. Do you know what I mean? In it, you could have gone to a million schools in Ireland. And like, that's the only school. Yeah, actually, sorry. Yeah. That's the only school you could have gone to where there was someone who yeah. knew about you. So yeah, when I think about that and then I think of all the knock-on effect of all of that. Yeah, like it's hard not to think that. Yeah, like, I mean, that in itself is like, you know, of, of all the schools, of all the teachers, of all the places, of what you're saying about your age, yeah. like how you ended up there and then you you 
like because it wasn't forced on you so you kind of actively went hmm this is interesting yeah, and yeah. you took an interest in it yeah. and then when you look at from that position to owning the most successful jiu-jitsu academy in the country like Thank that's you. that's you know that's not biased because i'm there it is <laughs> I, I finally i finally am getting used to at least for this year anyway just for this year <laughs> i get used to accepting being able to say that because for yes. so long i hate saying shit like that i hate being like oh we're the best and we're fucking this well, and andy that. ryan of team rhino says it all the time <laughs> <laughs> thank you andy thank you that means a lot um but it's like uh, yeah i hate saying we're the best but it's like for the last two years we've won all the tournaments we have a lot of really, really high-level yes. jiu-jitsu practitioners. So, like, it's cool to say for a little minute that at the current moment, we have won the most things. So yes. If that doesn't make us the best, I don't know what does. But, like, I, never, I just think we like training the most, yeah? Like, yeah. I just think everyone loves jiu-jitsu the most at, uh, at our gym. But, sorry, there was, uh, I got a side there. The, the life purpose. Like, oh, you're sorry, saying yeah, you, yeah, believe, yeah, yeah. you believe in, in that everyone has well, well do you believe that everyone has their own life purpose like uh, my my belief is that if you dig deep enough every single person that's on this planet has something to give or to contribute yeah. or to be passionate about absolutely yeah i think that's yeah that's more how i would think about it too is you have to find yes you have to more so on a life purpose maybe is you, you have to find something that you love like literally yes. like something that you can't stop thinking about mm. something that just it's not effort it's not it doesn't seem like effort yeah it just you just wouldn't be doing anything else you can't yeah. get it out of your head every moment that you have free time to think about it you just think about it and it's just all you, you know i think that's what people need to find is some sort of mm. some sort of passion or something you like like that like in in terms of purpose you know like i don't know what my my purpose is you know in terms of in terms of that i just I just really, really, I love jiu-jitsu so mm. much and I know how much it gave to me in my life and has offered me so much different things in terms of a career, in terms of a vehicle to understand stuff about myself, yeah. to understand other people. Um, I know how much it gave to me, so I just want to give that back and yeah. try to give that back. And I think that's the only reason that things have worked out the way they are is just, I just liked it so, so much and it gave me so much that I just wanted other people to be able to mm feel as happy as i felt from 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 doing this so like do i believe in life purpose i think i think i do i don't know yeah like, like i mean <laughs> I, I don't know what i could i couldn't say what my purpose is but i know what my passion is yeah for sure is 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 doing jiu-jitsu and you have to look just find anything you have to find anything that you like you know just there'll be people out there listening to this going fuck i'm so jealous of him that he has I'm, found that I have friends i have friends like close friends that would have said the same thing to me for a long time like yeah. Dar, you're so lucky, like, especially Chris, me and Chris have a lot of the same friends and would be like, oh, you're so lucky, you know, like, I wish I knew what I liked. I wish that I this found This was my next question. Yeah, How yeah. do people find what that's, they're passionate or yeah, what they love? And that's where I'm, my help uh, ends because I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Do you know, I really don't know. Yeah. What, what can you, you know, I'm yeah. absolutely like, I'm not a religious man, but I am definitely blessed to have something that I like like that, yeah. you know, I like I don't know how you find it if mm. you don't find it. I mean, keep looking for sure because yeah. you got to find something. But yeah, no, I'm so, so, so fortunate. And that's why too, if at any point, you know, especially people who train jiu-jitsu, it's a very, very hard thing to do, especially full-time. But if you've found something that makes you happy like that, you know, mm. you, you, you're passionate about it or it gives you that sense of enjoyment, 
that's pretty much always going to be there. You know, a, a, any reason it goes away is your own construct or your own, yeah. like you're getting in your own head or you're thinking about it wrong. It's like, just think about how much fun you found it at the start, at the start. Mm. Like think of that feeling at the start, how intrigued you were and how, you know, how much enjoyment you're getting out of you can bring it back to that and just how it makes you happy yeah like you'll be able to you'll be able to figure it out it's so easy to to get stressed out about so many different little things like at the end of the day what you like is going and having a mess fight with someone (laughs) that's what you really like you know don't worry about everything else whether you're winning Mm. tournaments whether you're doing this or that at the end of the day you love just doing this and it gives you happiness and that's pretty much the most important thing so Mm -hmm. like if you found something that you like like that, you're so lucky. Yeah. So stay with it. Don't if you, if you really like it, stay with it. Don't give up on it because you might you might never find anything ever again. You might yeah. ne- it, like, you, and so many people. And that's the thing with the kids too. I think is the kids don't even realize that when they're older. Let's say you're a kid and you're training and then you stop. When you're older, you are gonna wish that you kept doing it. Mm. Like when you're if you did it when you were a kid and you stopped for ages. By the time you're 25 to 30, you're gonna be like, fuck, I used to. I used to actually do that. You know yeah, I mean? You're watching the yeah, UFCs yeah, yeah. on the TV or something. You're like, I used to actually do that. <laughs> that do you know what I mean? Me, I yeah. belt. I used to do tournaments and stuff yeah, like that, and like yeah. actually, like do that. What the fuck? Like why? Like yeah. why? And then you, you you're almost at the point where you feel like you can't go back and try to do it again. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm too out of shape now, and you know that type of thing comes yeah, in. But yeah. yeah, it's like you're definitely gonna regret if you if you if you stop. I think if you're <laughs> like at some point you're gonna regret it. You're like, damn, I was fit. I could fight lads. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's the like, most disappointing. I had a lot of mates, when... and do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I can hell. Yeah, just but it's, uh, that's all just getting in people's own own heads. So in terms of I don't know, finding your passion, finding your purpose. If you if you've liked jujitsu for some point, like I don't see how you can not like it anymore. It's like exactly. You know, like, exactly. It's like music. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah. liked music, yeah, yeah. when did you ever meet someone who liked music and then doesn't like? No, I'm not really into music anymore. Yeah, I can't I give that a listen to music. Yeah, you know, I'm not really into yeah. it anymore. Even if like... you just like, even if you just like the ori- the original music that you got into at first, yeah. you still like that anyway. Do you know yeah. Even if you don't like new music, you still like those. So it's yeah. like I don't know how you can not. No, actually, I don't like it anymore. I thought it was really fun, but it's actually not. So, <laughs> like, like, it's kind of, kind of strange. Well, I'm interested as well, also, before I'm... How long I know you, you have to, No, not that long. Okay, nice. Yeah, not no, that I'm long. Good, I'm, another, good. Yeah, we're good. I'm in no rush. Um, uh, another thing that I wanted to, to ask is that, as a woman, which you are not... No. Um, not yet. You might no. change your mind in a few years. We don't know. <laughs> That's my life purpose. That's my hidden life purpose. As a woman, especially someone who's 35 mm-hmm. and hasn't, like, you know, kind of gone the route of what's sort of expected, yeah. get married, buy a house, yeah. have kids, yeah, get a good it. job, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, all these different things that there is. I'm kind of blessed as well in that I kind of have a strong enough mind to go, that's not really kind of where or what I want to be yep. doing right now. Yep. But then there's a whole other minefield of like, you know, different stuff for having your own business or kind of like, it's a scary thing to kind of go out on your own. Something we've spoke about in time before. I'm yeah. like, I'm kind of shitting myself. Like, what if it doesn't work out? What if this, what is yeah. that? But do you ever feel a pressure to like, in terms of like what society will put out that is what they, they society says is kind of the stereotypical success story? Have, because you obviously in business you're thriving yeah do you know what I mean and like and you're kind of with coaching and, and students and the academy couldn't be going better but do you ever feel a pressure to be like you know okay I'm not married I don't have kids I'm in my 30s uh-huh. like you know am I failing at life does that ever come into your head no. at all uh, if you want the absolute honest answer yes I do no not, <laughs> yeah. uh, not at all I, I, I don't re- I'm just I'm so happy lady honestly like I don't yeah. 
like of course i'm not saying i don't want to have kids eventually or yeah. something like that you know like i'm sure having kids is deadly but like yeah. i have quite a lot of kids at the moment so. you've got 300 <laughs> <odd> kids <laughs> but no honestly i swear to god like maybe it's just me it's just na- natural for me or something yeah. i don't I literally, and I don't even mean it in a way like, oh, I'm going to fuck with society, things me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. even mean it like that. I just mean like, I don't ever think about that. No, I'm just, I, every, the only thing I try to do every day is be grateful for mm-hmm. what I have because the older I get, yeah, the more ridiculous everything seems and how lucky I am and how fucking just everything about my entire life is just nuts. So yeah, like, I'm so, yeah. every day I just try to be really grateful and really happy for that. And I don't, if there's something that I do want, eventually I'll try to go and get it. So if I ever do feel like, oh, I need to be married or I need to be yeah. fucking having kids, I'll do so- I'll do something about it. Or yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. But like, do you think I it's don't... because that you have you, you found this kind of love and this passion that you have, so you're fulfilled in one way, so you're not kind of externally searching for kind of like yeah, nothing else, something makes me, else. Nothing. I haven't at the moment I haven't found anything else that makes me happier. You know, yeah. like like what makes I just love my routine. I just love to be in Monkstown mm-hmm. I love to be across the road from the gym or I love everything to be walking distance from yeah. my house Dar lives across from the gym he's just stand up it, it, yeah. it is sounds the, like you're just standing across from the gym, gym. <laughs> well like I, I kind of am a lot of the time yeah. but um, yeah I just love my I just love my routine I don't yeah. I, what makes me nothing makes me happier than waking up in the morning the only thing I have to do today is go over there and help people get better jujitsu. Simplicity. Then, yeah, and I, I just it just really makes me so happy. So I don't care about if people think my business is like I never even thought about business. Jane, yeah, I just I'm a businessman yeah, yeah. by a complete accident, and I'm yeah. the absolute worst businessman in the world. So bad. At business. <laughs> why do you think this? Because, why do you say this? Because I don't like I don't demand to people who tell me all these different things about you know I can't even think of a technical term to make a joke do you know what I mean about it it's like like all these different things that people tell tell me about business should be doing this and that and like all different types of things and the only thing I care about is just teaching a good class Mm. and just trying to just do jiu-jitsu as well as I can and then teach it as best as I can that's the only thing I care about and everything else just has happened mm-hmm. as a result of that. Oh, you have a big business with all this. And like my mom helps me do our taxes or whatever. Yeah. And like every like every year. So every year we sit down and you know, look at the growth of everything. And I'm just like, this is fucking mad. No, it's, do you know yeah. what I mean? This yeah, is yeah, mad. Yeah, when yeah. you look at actually the numbers and like all these different types of things, I'm like, like, man, this is nuts. Do you know what I mean, like mm. what's even going on? How is there even this much? happening and all these types of things because I don't think about it I literally yeah, don't think about yeah, it and yeah. she sometimes she goes to like business courses and shit she's, she's amazing amazing she's the best person ever but she goes to different courses and stuff to learn about like stuff to do with business to because it might help me and she, yeah. so much wow. of the stuff she goes she's like She's like, you wouldn't care about that. You know, they were talking about, they were talking about making money and, you know, like, uh, she's like, sure, you won't care if you have more, <laughs> more, more money and stuff like this. And like, it, she's dead right. Like, I don't, um, as long as I have enough to be, to have my apartment, yeah. to pay for the gym, to have a bit of food and to be able to travel and go to yeah. the competitions with the guys, I don't, nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else makes me happy in that type of way. It doesn't give me that type of fulfillment. Do you think that's why the Academy has has grown to be so successful? Is that the thing that people are going to you for is what is the most important to you? Yeah. The jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's And it. then everything else by the wayside is just like, oh yeah, well, it's just growing naturally and organically and there's yeah. no force like, we got to get a hundred more people yeah. this month and we yeah. got to like pump out sponsored posts on yeah. this and yeah. that. Yeah. You and know? the gym needs to look a certain way and all this yeah. type of thing. Like, just try to be good at jiu-jitsu yeah. like Jenny, don't yeah. it doesn't matter if you don't have a nice gym it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you like if you are 
good at jiu-jitsu and you like it and you love it and you have that passion to put across to other people that's the only thing that matters i swear to god i never cared about anything other than just teaching and training yeah. like i don't that's the one thing that is in my mind when i wake mm. up is what am i going to teach today what am i going to fucking do for myself when i'm training that's yeah. literally the only two concerns anything else just pisses me off anything else to do with like managing stuff to do with the business and fucking fixing things and like i'm the worst DIY person in the world. I can't do any DIY. I couldn't fix any. My, even my own house, like my own apartment has so much stuff in it that's broken, but like I know how to, I know like the, ta the taps and shit are like falling <laughs> off and like so much different shit, but like I know how to make it. I'd rather just like get on with it than yeah. try to fix it. I don't know how to fucking do anything. The only thing I know how to do is do, do a good class. And that's what I think you see a lot of people now, especially in martial arts businesses, they focus too much about the business part yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. if you want to have a business, just fucking open a coffee shop or something or yeah. just, to have a restaurant to do something where it actually is a business yeah do you know what I mean and ironically probably the best fucking coffee shop is the person who just loves coffee yeah so much and they are such a coffee nerd and they know that's probably the person who has yeah, the best absolutely. fucking has probably the best coffee shop but I think that's probably why it is so successful is just that I I just I don't know I just like it so much I don't think about the business I do to a certain element you know in terms of I have a responsibility to make money for other people now because we have people working at the gym yeah. and etc but like yeah. aside from that you know like Fuck, like, I, I I try every day to have less business. Yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> less business, this, more jiu-jitsu. Less business to do. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's pain in the hole. I fucking hate it. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah, then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, people, if, eventually, I think if you put in work towards something, eventually you will get rewarded in the way that you should be rewarded mm -hmm. for the effort that you've put in. Yes. So if you just, keep, like, it doesn't, the game doesn't owe you anything, you know? And, like, mm. we, there's a lot of people now who are trying to do jiu-jitsu full-time. Jiu-Jitsu doesn't owe you shit. You haven't put in any, relative to other people, you haven't put in anything. You're pathetic. You know, you yeah. have, you've been training for a wet minute. You've barely done any effort in relation to, you know, in terms of being able to make a career, make yeah. sustainable, real, actual living. It's like, it doesn't owe you anything. You know, like you, you have to fucking, I don't know, you have to work, work really, really hard at it and to work really, really hard at it. You have to love it. Mm -hmm. So like, start, I was listening to a podcast the other day with uh, Joey Diaz, comedian, friends with Joe Rogan. Yeah, really funny yeah, guy, yeah. but really, really fucking, when you listen to his podcast, he's not just all crazy and just trying to be funny. He has a lot of real shit on yeah. there. But he's basically had a whole podcast about, like, start with what you love and then worry about the money later. Like, yeah. like don't worry about the money. And then, because if you're just worrying about the money, you're not going to be doing the type of work that you should be doing. If you mm -hmm. start with what you fucking like yeah. and the money will come later. And that's what's happened to me. Like, that's the only thing that's happened to me. I never was thinking. Now, again, I'm very, very fortunate because of my background and my 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 actual parents house was walking distance from the gym that i was teaching at so like i never had to you know there was it, it, everything couldn't have fallen yeah more, it was like, convenient i'm from a middle class family where my parents were happy for me to have a life that they didn't have yeah. and you know they w went to school went to college went got jobs so i was lucky to they were like look we just want you to be happy and do whatever you like so yeah. they encouraged me to do whatever you like so look I'm, I'm totally understand that i'm i'm in a very unique situation both I never worried about the the outcome of the money. Yeah. I just thought I like doing this. I'm gonna keep doing it. I love doing it. There's nothing I want to do when I when, when I wake up every day and even to this day, I'm so excited to go and do it. I can't. It's my favorite thing. Wake up, have some coffee. Yeah. Go and do it. That's my fucking favorite thing ever. And still that way for 13 years. So I don't know if you just focus on what you like and your passion and just try to fucking mm -hmm. I don't know dedicate yourself to that. The money will come later if you're putting in the right amount of effort you'll eventually get paid for what you were putting in. You know, yeah. I feel like now the money that I get now 
is for those fucking 10 years when I didn't have any, didn't yeah. get any money. And I don't mean I didn't yeah. have any money, like, oh, I'm so poor, I was living yeah. in a sack. Like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I was just in my mom's house, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. in terms of, like, actual, you know, monetary mm. uh, reimbursement for fucking your efforts, like, it'll come. If yeah. you just keep doing it, it will eventually, it will eventually come. But only if you're doing it out of the love for it. Because that will come. Love. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that'll come across. And then that's what will then generate other people to want to do it. And then that's what will then generate the money, you know. So amazing. You um, before but a last question. You spoke um, so beautifully about your mom there, about oh, yeah. how important that she is to you in yeah. your life. I know that you lost your dad, yep. unfortunately, a couple of years ago. But in terms of thinking of your parents and where you are now, yeah. you know, do you think that your dad as well, you know, will be proud of you? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, hundred. Has your mom ever said it to you? She ever like pulled you aside and said, you know. I, I think maybe did she ever doubt you no never. no no I don't think so no she definitely knew that's I, important no I don't think she I think she always she could always see that like I had energy I, I think she could always see I had energy for something yeah so once just I found what to put the energy into yeah. I, I was never stupid you know like I was never like lazy or anything like that I always I think she just knew once I just had found the right thing and I mm. put myself towards that so she was always both of them they were always just supportive. I used to get in so much uh, trouble in school, especially when I was a teenager, like getting kicked out of class and getting suspended and just being fucking Egypt, basically. Yeah. And I used to always just be like, I just want to do what I want to do. do you know what I mean? Like I used, I remember being sounding real childish and yeah. silly like yeah, that, yeah, but it's yeah. also like kind of true. And I feel like they always just supported me and always just told me, look, we just want you to fucking work hard at something that mm. you like and just, and just do that. But yeah, like they, they always just supported me to do whatever that's like the most influential thing you know and that's what my yeah. my dad especially especially when he got sick uh, I guess do you mind me asking how your dad passed my, my dad had breast cancer as well the exact wow. yeah so he, he uh, had uh, breast cancer he passed away in 2014 um, and he basically as he got sicker and sicker we, I guess part of the good side of someone having terminal illness mm. is you get to talk about some things that you probably might not have talked Absolutely. about if that wasn't the yeah. case um, so he would have talked to me a bunch and would have told me look he spent his whole life working jobs they didn't like or he didn't like his work just to make money just to like now obviously we benefit from that as yeah. a family do you know what I mean we benefit from him and my mum's work but he always just said look I spent so much time doing what I didn't want to do just make sure you do what you want to do like that was wow. that was always like his his biggest thing was just I if he never said anything to you again in your lifetime, that was enough. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, that's, and it was yeah, a very powerful thing. Yeah. And then also, like what you were saying, like, w would they be proud of me or would my dad be proud of me or my mum be proud of me? And for sure, they absolutely are. Mm. And I've absolutely no doubt about it. But I think part of, and maybe this is part of my coaching style too, or part of my coaching difficulties is... I'm so proud of everything and I'm so proud of everyone, all of our students, everyone who trains at the gym, proud of to bits of everyone. But I probably don't really say it that much. Yeah. And I think maybe that has some sort of effect where like it makes people appreciate it more almost. It's like you almost know that the person cares and that they are proud mm -hmm. of you. But my mom wouldn't be saying to me every single day, Dara, you know, I'm so proud of you. You're so great. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. the whole way through, like she wouldn't have said, she wouldn't have said anything, you know, yeah. honestly, she would have been encouraging. And, you know, if I was having difficulty, she would definitely would have talked to me or listened to me like very much like, I suppose, how I was doing with you. Yeah. She would just listen to what I would have to say and just be like, okay, and just not really say that, yeah. not really say that much, but sometimes you don't need to, yeah, need yeah, to say yeah, that much. Yeah. But I think maybe part of that, 
whether it's lack of communication or intentional or not intentional not telling me all the time that they're mm. i could i could I, I could always feel that i never felt like they weren't proud of me yeah. but i also would never have been like you know they were never just telling me the whole time like oh you're so great oh you're so yeah. you know they really yeah, yeah. wouldn't have they really wouldn't have said anything it was an unspoken not knowing yeah yeah, yeah i suppose yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. now i feel for sure now like my dad wherever he is is proud out of his mm. mind do you know what I mean I could, yeah. like, I could, but of me and my sisters my, my both my sisters are as successful as I am in whatever it is that they like to do too and yeah. they um, yeah they like absolutely but I think I don't know in terms of coaching and that to me that's what comes out of my coaching too is they would never have really been telling me all the time that I'm great or that yeah. I'm you know so like I guess you're always trying to fulfill something that you didn't even know was was there or you know like or something that yeah. You, I don't yeah I don't I don't know what other way to put it but yeah no like um I feel like your parents definitely have an insane impact on you you know like you don't you just real you realize still it, in therapy you realize it more you, but you realize it more I've I've realized it more and more as I've grown up you know like hundred percent. Yeah, like 100%. How, how much of an influence of everything is just it's absolutely crazy and that's why more and more every day I'm more grateful mm. every day for my circumstance and yeah. er, just everything to do with everything because I, I also feel like too the moment that you're not grateful for it it's all going to go away and absolutely if you, if, yeah. if you don't appreciate it or it like if if it does all suddenly go away well you were grateful for it in the yeah. in the time when it was going on and you were happy in the time you were, when it was going on so I just every day I just try to just yeah just be as, as grateful as possible for my circumstance and for my life and I'm also proud of myself too for the effort that I've put in to be where where I am of course but definitely more more grateful than anything else it's just yeah it's been crazy and so much more to come to like uh, it's insane the amount of young athletes now we have that train at the gym like like over the last even year or two it's gotten even more crazy there's just little groups of people like all across the gym are just putting in so so much effort and like you see I'm starting to see now a lot of myself when I was when I was that age and it's so exciting you know it's so 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 cool to see and I don't even know I'm at the point now where so I think in terms of life purpose and these types of things I think it's really good to have a five to ten year like plan so like five to ten years of worth of goals and different things Mm -hmm. a bigger picture that you want to try to achieve and then some smaller steps along the way so like five to ten years you, you want to aim for and that's what's kept me going for these last 10 years and now almost right now like my life is what i wanted it to be like those five or 10 years ago all the goals that i had to do with the team to do with myself to do with a- anything in my life like i literally like have manifested like without sounding fucking Vi- like oh, I'm visualization so yeah but I, I, yeah. like that that's that shit is so real you yeah. know what i mean if if you don't know what you want from life you won't get anything Absolutely. out of it so if you if you're lucky enough to have a passion and you're lucky enough to be driven mm. if you can make five to ten year plan like that and try to aim for something that's so ridiculous and unattainable and then take it back from there and try to fill in some gaps at, with steps that you want to try to do but i'm actually at the point now where i'm like fuck like everything in my life is what I wanted it to be. It's like, I need to think of something else yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> to try to yeah. k- keep me. And that's what the students yeah. do so yeah. much, you know, because yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as I'm, as I get older and I, you know, there's still life in me yet, I'll still be able to compete again for sure. There's no Absolutely. doubt about that. But obviously inevitably as you get older, you can't, but I think that's mm. what the, the students in particular give you is that fucking, that extra life for that reason, that extra purpose. So now yeah. I try to think, 
where do I even want to be in five or 10 years? You know, do I even mm. want the gym to be bigger? Do I want to have to deal with more bigger business type things? And do I want to have to deal with more management and like all this stuff? Do I even like that? You know, all I like is just teaching the classes and I've gotten myself to the point now where everything is perfect. You know, like, yeah. I, like I love everything that's, that's happening right now. So it's like, do I even want, I know I find it hard to, I spent so long trying to be where I am right now that I am where I am and I just enjoy it. And I find it hard to like aim further. I'm like, fuck, like, I don't really care about have anything else. Do you mm, know? Like I don't yeah. care about have. I I would love for the people who train with me to feel fulfilled too. Like yeah. that's what I would love too. And if that comes from winning tournaments or if that comes from um, running a gym or doing whatever it is that they want to do, I would just love for them to have the have the same thing. So maybe you know that's probably the next next thing to work towards. But yeah, it's crazy. And I think if 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 people want to take anything from the success that the gym has had, it's having a plan or having that fucking having that bigger thing you're aiming towards i was never literally like like literally like five to ten years ago i read a really good book called think and grow rich by napoleon hill it's kind of a classic book yeah. you know like and you might read it and people think oh, it's nonsense you know if you read it for the first bit but i rafael lovato told me to read it and he told me this changed his mind so that kind of set me up to yeah to believe in it basically mm. i was like well if it fucking worked for him it works for me <laughs> so i read this book basically but it gives you the same general help as what any of those types of books do yeah. five ten years plan make goals blah blah, blah visualization all this types mm. of thing and yeah i would have literally in my notebook for years and years and years had I want to be a black belt nogi European champion. I want to have over X amount of students. I want to make X amount of money so that I can do this uh, to have all these things. I want to have world champion students. I want to have all these different things, all these things that literally are like right now. And what uh, I would read this every single fucking day, you know, like goals, how, what I was going to do to do it, you know, the work that I was going to put in to do it, to deserve to have all these things. And then, yeah, now it literally like is fucking all all right in front of you. So I I really believe in working with like you know a, a bigger plan, like yeah. and especially even for you know anybody out there who's trying to train full time or trying to make it their job. It like mm. you can a hundred percent do it, but you have to have a plan. Like where do you want to where do you want to be? Where are you going with yeah. this? You know, if you're training somewhere, like what's your eventual goal? Like what do you don't just think oh I, I want to be really good. You know, it's like yeah. what. Do you want to be a world champion? Do you want to be a world champion just as a blue belt? Is that it? You just want to win the world as a blue belt and you've nothing, you haven't thought beyond that, you know? Yeah. Like the people who win the world at the blue belt are people who want to be black belt world champions. The people who have jiu-jitsu academies are people, it's like you need, you need a plan. You need yeah. something to aim towards, you know? Like you can't just float along and hope things are just going to fall into mm -hmm. place and you have to take responsibility for yourself. You can't even be relying on your coach or anyone else to say the magic thing or tell you the magic thing to do it. You have to have responsibility for yourself. You need to be doing it for you and you can't rely on someone else to make you money or you can't rely on someone else to do anything for you. Like it yeah. doesn't owe you anything. You have to fucking put in the time and put in the effort to get it back. But if you have a plan and you stick with it and you genuinely do everything that you can to do it, like in my minimal experience, you can definitely do it. Like mm -hmm. anything, anything to anything that I ever wanted to happen has happened pretty much. Like, and I don't know if that sounds weird to say. No, not <laughs> at all. Not at like, all. I, be I really believe in it's that. It's proof that it works. Yeah. And I believe in it. I believe in it so much. And if I don't know, I, I just guess, you just need to know where you're going, you know? Absolutely. So if you have a passion, try to direct it towards something and try to just have a plan. Don't just mm. think it's going to just turn into, like, oh, I really want to win the world. But, like, like that's all you you think is just that. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Like, you need to have steps to get there. You need to, you know, be realistic. You need to have the right people around you to do what it is that you want to do. 
And in our situation at our gym, we have everything, you know, everybody yeah. who trains with us has every opportunity to be anything that they want to be in jiu-jitsu, you know, but you have to have responsibility for yourself. You know, you can't just expect someone else to, no one ever fucking did shit for me, you know, like no one exactly. ever fucking was there by holding my hand the whole way through. There was people who gave me advice and helped me along the way, of, of course, but it was all, it was definitely all came from me and my own wants to do it. You know, I was never waiting around for someone else to do it for me or for, yeah. you know, wanted to complain or make a uh, a reason for some it not happening you know yeah like and definitely some good reality reality ch uh, checks along the way with certain people and just certain situations and stuff definitely helped but um yeah sorry i feel like i've been talking for ages no 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 it's fantastic yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. i'm motivated nice, i guess i'm taking good. notes here yeah, class. <laughs> very 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 last question because you're okay. talking to kind of about five ten year goals and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and i always ask it as well last question if you were to leave this Earth as we know it yeah. in the morning. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered? Oh, just just as I am, I suppose. Which is, which <laughs> is, which is. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, someone that likes jiu-jitsu a lot and just wants to help other people get yeah. better doing that too. I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I I think more that I am happy. So if I was to leave this earth, uh, yeah. personally myself, I am I am happy. I actually had it's really funny you asked that because I. Where, where we were going to we were going to Nogi Worlds last year right like flying to California in December and we just won the Dublin Open the team titles the Gi and the yeah. Nogi and then that year we also had won the Irish Open too so we were doing really good uh, we won the Irish Open uh, a couple of years this, there. Yeah. <laughs> was so, it this year or last year well, so many I can't remember but uh, no I so we'd had a really good year Fionn had won the Worlds in Brown Belt loads of amazing things had happened we'd bunch of people won the Nogi Europeans everything was going great we won the Dublin Open with Savage Buzz. Everyone was delighted. We we're flying to the Nogi Worlds and then we we're in the plane and this like the worst turbulence I've ever experienced in my life like started to happen. So it was just like completely freaking out. We, I looked at the, did you ever look at the like map thing, you know, that's on the, shows you where the plane is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, for some reason I give myself comfort if we're over land as opposed to like over the sea. Yeah. And you know where we are was over it's not fucking Antarctica, but whatever this, you know, the pure white bit is it. It's not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm good at jiu-jitsu. I'm not good at geography. But anyway, you're just basically over that white bit, like like between Canada and fucking whatever. Greenland is it? Right, Greenland. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Just pure ice. And I was like, oh my God, like if we go down, we're fucked. Like we're literally yeah. fucked. It was the worst turbulence ever. Freaking out completely in my own head. And I actually literally thought, I was like, if I actually die, I'm actually pretty happy. Like, I feel like, it was amazing gear. We've had an amazing run. We won the Dublin Open. <laughs> we won the Irish Open. It was class. Everyone's delighted. Everyone will remember me as the motivating coach. Do you know what I mean? Like, and just like, I was like, it, like if I have to go now, it's actually all right. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? I'm actually, yeah. So I had a weird amount of contentment. Uh, yeah, at that that's point. amazing. That's <laughs> so, brilliant. That's like, but that, that's, that's in itself is fantastic that you were like at peace in your, well, what, what could have been your final moments. Like. <laughs> it was so dramatic. <laughs> but in terms of like, oh, how you, how you would want to be remembered. I don't know. You just want people to think you were nice, I suppose, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, just that you're trying to help other people, I suppose, and that, yeah. It's it's weird to say that you would want to be inspiring because it makes you sound... Not really, you know. no, no, no. Because, like, I don't, like, like, yeah. I don't know. 
I do want to inspire people. Yeah. Obviously, you do. Well, you do. But I don't think of myself as inspirational. You know? Yeah. It's like yeah. you want to inspire people, but I'm not like, God, I'm so inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> God, I just inspire everyone daily. Nah, I was like, wearing a T-shirt that actually says, <laughs> I am inspirational. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like everyone yeah. everyone does want to inspire people. But yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe it's You don't me. want to be the prick that says, I'm an inspiration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't know. If you are inspirational, you just kind of are. You know, yeah. you can't really try to be, <laughs> try to be or not I think you kind of inspire people or you don't but I don't know how do amazing you want... well that's a good one that's a good one how do you want to be remembered how do you want to be remembered as a fantastic podcast host but yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I, I think for me uh, uh, that I was loving and was loved okay I mean, that's that's my yeah. my one yeah I guess same, yeah, same, yeah. From, same for me yeah do you know I mean someone who people... someone who who, who um, was able to show love and receive love yeah yeah that Class. kind of is yeah well, I think also that, uh, like, you like you were saying, oh, you know, you feel like being 35 and, oh, I feel like I'm not doing the normal mm, type thing. I feel yeah. like it's so much more impressive and so much more braver to be doing what you're doing. Like, that's like, Thank you. yeah, because that's, that's what you got to do. Mm. Like, you got to do what you like to do and what makes you happy. And, and like, do you know what? It, there's so many women that are in my age group that message me, like, on Instagram or whatever, just, like, literally... I don't, I don't even know what they're looking for from me. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're just like, oh, you know, like I feel this pressure. Do you feel this pressure? Blah. And I'm just like, I'm kind of so busy in it, like my what I'm doing that I don't really get to sit back and yeah, think about yeah. it. But there are moments where I go, fuck, what if this isn't the right thing to do? Yeah, you know, so yeah. I definitely still, it's not as if I'm like totally, you know, oblivious or that I don't get the feelings of like, fuck, am I doing the right thing? You know, and I, I, I there is, I definitely are still times where I'm like, you know, what if this doesn't work out? And what if I'm back to square one? But I don't think you can live like that. You know, you just, no, no, I, all I, I know I, is like right now, yeah. I'm really happy. There you go. And I'm like, wake up every morning and go like, Savage. What's happening today? Yeah, there you go. Or what will happen tomorrow? Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? I think that's the way to be, yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, sure what do I know but that's what makes me happy anyway exactly and it seems to make you happy too I mean and a healthy dose of jiu-jitsu as well exactly. like doesn't yeah. go amazing no I mean, 100% but I no. actually got asked I done um, I, I was at this thing called Influence a couple of weeks ago and um, someone said to me like is there anything in your day or in your week that you do that kind of you know brings you joy or bring you brings you happiness and I was like <laughs> jiu-jitsu <laughs> they were all just kind of looking back at me like what and i was like yeah jiu-jitsu like that's what will like recenter you that's what will makes you excited to go makes you excited even in the days where you're like oh god i just don't have the energy like i've never left a jiu-jitsu open mat or class and went oh, why should i bother yeah yeah i think not that's... once in five years like yeah i think never. that's the one thing people never would say as many frustrations as you might have like people can have frustrations coming out of jiu-jitsu because of stuff that like is happening in actual jiu-jitsu itself. Like, yeah. oh, why can't I beat yeah, this? Why did that, why but did you're I never, you're never like, why am I fucking doing it? Bothering. Yeah. Why am I yeah. even going yeah, yeah, here? It's yeah. like, you always feel, yeah. you always feel better after a bit of rolling. And that's my favorite thing. Absolutely. Is just doing and we are both going to go get, get our roll on there later on. Are you going to have a match? Oh yeah. That was nice. Dad, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm cool. no show today. So no, that's I'm the best. Like, uh, my favorite days are Friday, Saturday because I don't have to teach any classes yeah. on Friday and Saturday and I just get to go and just roll and I don't have to Rams. I don't have to show a move I don't have to like I can just go in and sometimes I feel a bit rude sometimes because uh, I just want to go in and like I don't I don't want to talk to anybody yet yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk in a minute I just let me go in and just yeah. just train and just <laughs> get a good hour solid in and then 
bam, I'm done. And then that's the best, best fucking feeling in the world is just do some rolling and then absolutely you're happy out. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, thank you. <laughs> we had to get in we got, in the, we got like. the whole, whole episode without us. Yeah, yeah, I had to get in. Um, but listen, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm delighted. That was a great chat. Nice. Really good. Yeah, I've absolutely no idea as usual what we talked about the entire <laughs> time. I'll probably listen back to it and just be like, fuck's sake. But, um, That's what happens with me as well. Someone's like, oh, is this? And then are you were talking about it. I was like, You really? do. When you're on one of these things, though, you do listen back to it. Well, at least I do. Because I don't know. You just want to hear what you said. I'm like, oh, what did yeah, I even, totally, what did yeah. I even say? Yeah, yeah, How did yeah. it sound? Did it sound like the way that I wanted it to sound? Or? And sometimes I listen back and I, I hear things the second or third time that I didn't hear when I was actually having the conversation. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, very, yeah. very strange. Yeah, no, no, it's deadly. Um, but, no, yeah. but yeah, again, thank you for having no, me on No, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. No. And congratulations. Thanks I know, so I don't much. get, I know like every time you come back from like being with Fionn or whatever it is, I'm yeah. like, oh, well done, you know, but like, really congratulations like it's so and again it's not being biased because like you're my coach but uh-huh. it's just so um impressive thanks so what much. you've done especially in in like since i've known you thanks so much yeah no, i really appreciate it and thank you for being my student yeah. um, and thank you <laughs> to everybody basically just i don't know i, I would imagine mo- a lot of people who listen to this are probably people who trained with us anyway yeah, and stuff like that. yeah, 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 yeah. i never want to be you know part part of what I never want to be especially as a coach as the gym gets bigger and bigger and there's more people and it becomes harder to know everybody on on that level like if you train at our gym I care about you so much yes. like I'm so grateful that you train there yeah. and keep training and don't stop training it's the best thing ever yeah. but yeah no I, I'm so grateful and I try to I try as best I can to like spread my energy as much as much as I can and try to be I don't know I tried to be to everybody what they probably want me to be or yeah. whatever way you want to talk about it but no I'm, I'm so grateful and I, I love all of our I love everybody who trains with us. The whole network yeah. of everything is amazing. And um, yeah, I'm just, just very, very grateful every single day. And I, long may it continue. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. What, what is directly next for you now? Um, uh, we're going to Rome. Rome you're, yeah, yeah, we're no, going to Europeans. Rome. Yeah, we have 20 people going to Rome next weekend. A lot of them have the chance to win. Like mm. I'd say all of them have the chance to win, really, if they are in the right space. Uh, then we go in November... Um, What's in November? Shane Fishman qualified for Polaris, so he's going to do his yeah. first time on Polaris. December, then there's the Dublin Open and such. And then we just start again in January and the whole season Repeat. just repeats itself again. Yeah. So, yeah, no, very exciting, um, very exciting times. Um, and if you're listening and you haven't done Jiu-Jitsu yet somewhere, go and do it. This is my hope. This but is I, my hope that someone listens and they're like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to do it. It'd be like Joe Rogan. Yeah. I heard that, um, <laughs> I heard that, advertising or so, I don't know if it's advertising or this is the most loose explanation of something you'll ever hear <laughs> but basically that you need to hear an idea or like you know be told something like 150 to 200 times before you'll take action on it so like you need to Jesus. see you need to see or hear something loads and loads and loads and loads of times before you'll take action on it and I think that's what podcasts like this or Joe Rogan do for people yeah. is you're not always talking about jiu-jitsu it's not the whole time but you listen to it so you listen to Joe Rogan and every so often he's like yeah jiu-jitsu is class you should do it because of this and this and then they talk about something else so you yeah. just get a little tiny hit of a suggestion mm. from someone you like or someone that you respect or someone that you know you would listen to yeah but he's always just saying a little bit after a little bit and you wouldn't believe the amount of people that have fucking trained at our gym who started because just of joe rogan like why did you start oh well joe rogan's never fucking yeah. shutting up about it and i think that's that literal that thing that i heard about advertising basically that 
you have heard 200 times mm. to do it and you might have been sick of it the first fucking 100 but eventually it starts yeah. to again you're like why do they keep why do they keep well th- this is what I said like at any time I get an opportunity to talk about jiu-jitsu with like even a non-jiu-jitsu person yeah, especially yeah. on here it's like so important because for me like when I was 29 I like finished in music and I had this like loss of identity like I, I had an identity crisis like oh I'm not a rock star anymore yeah, who yeah. am I what's yeah, going on yeah. oh I'm actually just this idiot who's like overweight <laughs> who drinks all the time like Jesus. fucking you know what I mean like yeah. this is how, and, and those words were like in my head because it was I was so harsh on myself at the yeah, time yeah, you know yeah. and through that then having this sort of like midlife crisis of like who am I what am I going to do I like just was out I don't know if I ever told you this but I was out one night and my uh, best friend's boyfriend is a judo black belt okay. and he was like you every time you have a few drinks on you you wrestle everyone in the room like you need to start jiu-jitsu yeah, and I was like can't don't do sports I'm a creative person like I've never ran or yeah. he was like trust me and he brought me to his judo gym like okay. before he taught his kids class and like started teaching me how to shrimp and like no done a couple class and he knew Shiv okay. and he was like I know this girl Shiv she trains in East Coast like you should no go way. out to and what's his name? Um, fucking hell I can't remember James 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 I can't remember his surname uh, I've got James, no, Te- James Ted uh, I can't remember what his actual surname is which is terrible because he's my best friend's boyfriend for the last 15 years so I think J- James um, Ted does sound slightly familiar you definitely know him tall black hair like kind of a slick back okay. hair you definitely know him anyway that's mad so that's how you got into it and then he was like you need to go to a jiu-jitsu academy because I can't teach you anymore like I've only shown you the basics if you, you keep this up yeah, yeah. and he was like I was like, where do I even go? Like, where does one go to a jiu-jitsu academy? He's like, I know this girl called Shiv. She trains. I think there's like two or three girls that are out there with her. Go out to Dunleary. And I was living in town at the time. So I was like, ah, here. I was like, I'd be working all day. I'd have to go out there. And I was like, fuck it, right. So it was a Saturday. And I went out to the intro class. And I got, it was about quarter to 12. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm early. And I started like, right, I'll just go in. And I walked in and I got to the front door, put my hand, I remember it like as clear as anything, put my hand on the handle and then just went, fuck this, this is not for me, no way. No and way. left. No. Left, right? You, you completely left, didn't completely you? Completely left, right? And I walked down the road, you know where that like house is, kind of castle you know, it's always for sale, you know, across from your house, if you walk down a little bit, going towards the sea point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like yeah. a little... Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah I get Cul-de-sac you. kind of thing. Yeah, 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 like no. a, oh, yeah, it's like a super old like church type Thing. Exactly. Right beside the roundabout. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I walked in there and I actually walked in pretending that I was like, I was like, you know, oh, I'm here for a reason because <laughs> I was so freaked. I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I in Dunleary? I'm in like with a, a like a, 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 a borrow ghee in my bag. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Like, this is not for me. And I swear to God, Dara, I talk about it all the time. It was like a, a, a rope from inside me pulled me to the door like literally so like, I went back wow. and it was 10 past 12 and Chris Leddy was doing the class oh, shit. and I stuck my head in and I was like oh sorry I'm really late this is my first day and he was like yeah yeah no bother just get changed come on quick get on the mats and I was like okay grand and I remember this is like when he was doing warm ups he was doing shrimps down the mats yeah, yeah, and yeah. forward rolls and stuff fuck me like I literally left just going like what have I just experienced <laughs> like how uncool unfit yeah. on everything am I yeah. but Monday I went again there you go and I then I went Wednesday I never knew that that's mad that you tried to leave oh listen I, I paced the roads up and down that road for t- good 20 minutes Easy. yeah it was nuts and through that Obviously, lost those weight, got super healthy, got this whole mindset, lifestyle, started competing. Oh, you literally like, changed your whole life. Changed my whole life through that then. 
got a job with Bama, who was an MMA promotion, started noticing that there was this whole world that was going on backstage. Hmm, I should document this. Maybe I'll record a video on my iPhone. And then look at you now. Fight Connect TV, this podcast. Like, that's, that's what I mean about like, try new things. You know what I mean? Try new things because you never know where it leads. Yeah, no, you know? 100%. I could have turned around that day, gotten back on the bus into town, gone to the pub, went in the piss and who knows where I'd be now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's it. And you got yeah. over the self-consciousness, which is like probably the biggest battle for everyone. It's just, I find that bit real hard to relate to because when I started, I played rugby and shit and I was yeah. just like, ah, oh, it's just sports. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like there was no... Mm. self-conscious but what i'd have been self-conscious about was if i'm gonna lose yes like yeah, not yeah, like yeah, not yeah. like oh am i even should i be doing this so yeah so no, it's even more me, it's even it more like, impressive for people like that who've who who start off and can be that nervous you know but it for me it was what needed to happen i needed to get a reality check on where i actually sat in like the health scheme of things you know what i mean like because when you're when you're going on the pub scene and you're like in a band and like you're not you're not aware of like you, you don't have to do anything except like lift a point class yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean so yeah. you're not you don't know how your body works or what it can do or yeah. what it can't do and all of the skills that you have are not relevant anymore so like being funny or being like, like you can't rely on them yeah, anymore like they're any, gone being you yeah, have cool yeah, clothes yeah, on yeah, yeah. or like you know what I mean yeah. like any of these types of things are all out the yeah. window your your skill set of how to be cool is completely removed mm. and you're stripped down to yeah. just fucking absolutely we which is what I described as like the onion. It's like getting de-layered <laughs> as an onion, yeah. right? But like when I think back on it, like the apps, I got so obsessed with it so quickly. You know, I mean, that's my personality, quite obsessive, yeah, quite yeah. like, you know, like 100% or nothing. Yeah, I'm the same. And like, I mean, I started in, because it was my 30th birthday. It was the 14th of August. I started the start first week in September is when I went to East Coast. And then that January, I was doing the Europeans. Crazy. Now, I got submitted in the first 30 seconds. Remember, I yeah. pulled guard with that, like, judo. Yeah. She was, like, 130 kilos. I was doing, like, the super heavy category and, yeah. like, went to pull guard with no grips and then, like, just got kimura in 30 seconds. But I didn't care yeah. because the achievement was from where I had come from. Oh, my God. To be standing out there to in the To be at the Europeans. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the, the most high-level oh, competition. Love, you know what I mean? I love when people... Brilliant. I know we were supposed to be finishing a second yeah. ago, but I love when people... Shane's like, come on. Oh, get me out of here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I love when new people go to the Europeans. It's the best thing. Yes. It's so funny. Like yeah. people who are if you're white belt, it's like it's the best thing. And you should totally do it. Anyone who's listening is white belt on our team. You should go to the Europeans because yeah. it's class. But I just think it's so funny because especially if you're newer, you've never probably even really seen a jiu-jitsu tournament. And then all of a sudden you're at the one of the biggest ones and mm. there's so many people there. And no one at a jiu-jitsu tournament is watching your match. Like no one cares. Like it's there's a million matches going on it's most boring shit ever but like yeah. you think that oh it's this huge stadium and everyone's looking at me and just like yeah. it's fucking hilarious you know like it's, it's just it's so funny like loads of people have done that from our team have gone to the mm. Europeans as one of their first things to do and even it happened was it this year there was some other white belts who were there and everyone always says the same thing they're like I did not think mm. a couple if you told me a couple months ago that I'd be in this arena now trying to fucking scrap someone yeah. <laughs> like, but that's the thing yeah. and that's that's what that the, the the like just the and through that for me anyway it, i got a new level of confidence a yeah. new level yeah, of like, like if you I can, can fucking do anything yeah exactly yeah if i can i was like yeah yeah literally yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like it, it, it even as ridiculous as it is you lose yeah. in 20 seconds and it doesn't even matter it's still, it, it's still it gives you confidence no mm. matter what like, yeah no matter what and it, the experiencing how your brain works in those positions as well oh, is crazy God. like literally and and you know i i've 
when being so busy I haven't been able to compete an excuse Dara is an excuse <laughs> okay. but okay. For, for the first like two or three years you know I was like competing all the time and even like figure you know you're literally for me it was like standing at the edge of the mat waiting to be called out by the ref and I'm going in my head the fuck are you doing yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this you could be in the pub with the lads yeah, now or yeah, you could yeah. be bleeding doing this and then as soon as you get called onto the mat that goes yeah. and it's fight or flight yeah. and then regardless of the result regardless of what happens you leave that mat and you're just exhilarated so epic yeah. it's, it's most... just you don't experience that in any other aspect of your life yeah. but I didn't yeah, I mean. no for sure I think you know it's such I mean? a good thing people should experience it yeah, for sure definitely try definitely. to fight someone yeah <laughs> 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 there be people scrapping on streets there listening to this walking down <laughs> down the um, but yeah thank you so much oh, that no worries no yeah. absolute pleasure Delighted. thank you Thanks cheers um, and your Instagram Dara at Dara O'Connell just my name yeah just yep. my name at Dara O'Connell spelled D-A-R-R-A-G-H if you just type in Dara I'm sure you'll find yeah. it but yeah at Dara O'Connell have 10k now Lydia <laughs> 10k would you believe it can't believe it I thought it'd be more fulfilling than it was to be honest <laughs> it was a bit underwhelming I, I was like at 990 something for a while and then I was like oh like this is going to be class when I get 10k and then you get it you get to like, use your a link now in your stories that's what they said but it hasn't happened yet oh that's what they said that's, they, they trick you with the false pretense that's of what I'm more. hoping now for I think uh, yeah. Fight Connect TV is 9300 I'm on a little bit of a rampage get me to 10k get me to 10k Okay. It's underwhelming for all those youngsters out there chasing social media glory. It's not worth it. I have 10k. I've completed the game. <laughs> yeah. I've gone as far as you can go, and it's it's shite. It's, it's absolutely shite. it's absolutely shite. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Thank you so much for coming in. No worries. Really thank you, Lydia. Cheers. Uh, Dara O'Connell for episode 16 of the First Exchange. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 